What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 15th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Zoe, you've known me for a while now. You know I hate being just in a shitty mood, but... Mm-hmm. Well, Tuesday night was uh, one of the roughest ones in recent memory. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this, uh, watching you become the Joker in real time. It's uh, it's been a treat as someone who's been doing this show with you for over half a decade. I'm glad someone's enjoying it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. I actually my descent into madness. Yes, I was actually thinking about this, and also the good Reverend K. Fitz. Hold up, hold, hold up, hold up, guys. Let Jed cook. Nah, exactly. You know what? Yeah, this is a. Whew, I'm glad we're all together tonight. It's a, it's, it's good safety in numbers. <laughs> and the rookie NASCAR Mitch. I would be lying if I said I'm not relishing in all the Cub fan misery. Oh, <laughs> Mitch has been for a team like, that oh. like not also not doing anything. Like that's all I have at this point. And seeing Cubs fans miserable, so I'm gonna enjoy the show tonight. I, I'm gonna sit back and be a fan for the rest of them and listen to you guys rant. So, as uh, we alluded to, it was uh, another interesting week in the Major League Baseball offseason. Uh, not in a good way. For either side of town, uh, both teams suck and everything is horrible. Uh, <laughs> so that's the show. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, everything is <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, but we're gonna get into it and a lot more. But I don't think there's really any use in fluffing this up. So let's tap this guy. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the as always the show is brought to you by sports mockery sportsmockery.com make sure you download the app turn on push notifications so you'll find out the next time the white Sox sign a 42 year older from a dominican league as a starting left fielder uh yeah. sports mockery sportsmockery.com also brought to you by the good 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 people over at uncle buds on uh, 94 or 9600 South Cicero. As I tweeted out earlier, got a little Christmas gift from them today. Brought me a Stella glass that says the OG Zo on it. And it also brought me a 12 pack of Stella to go with it, which is now gone. And a bottle of Buffalo Trace, which I haven't touched yet. So more props to them. Uh, Taco Tuesdays, the, the kitchen is rock and rolling. And also, if you want to show love to the show, go buy some merch, you idiots. I just got my pinwheels hoodie in the mail today. Sharp. Sharp. It's nice. I got the lightweight hoodie. Uh, I'm a very honest person. The only complaint I have is it's a little short hood. Could use a little bit more hood back here for us uh, uh enlarged folks. Mm-hmm. But 
So in review, sportsmockery.com, Uncle Buds, and go buy some merch, you fucking idiots. And smash the um, like button. And the yeah. follow button. And the subscribe button. All of them. Just do it. All it takes two seconds. But Smash everything like Hulk. Um, I think Yumper just made a good point. That that now now they're speaking my language. NASCAR terms comes from an office. They just got laughed. They're like DJ McLeod out there. So they're just out there to have a good time. Here's yeah. here's the reason. Although I'm not relishing as young Mitch is in the misery of the Cubs fans, but Mitch, you can chime in if you agree with me here as a White Sox fan. I feel like this is your Machado Harper summer. Oh, it totally is. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. But of course, they're linked to three of the guys. And yeah. they were told they have a green light where we were like, well, Jerry's kind of cheap, but we had enough hope to think we're going to get him. Like, this is almost later. Like, yeah, Jed's got a green light. All three shortstops are apparently in play. <laughs> the, the, the sick part, though, the sick part, though, is that we like, we already had a taste of this last year. Like, they, they kind of they gave us like the appetizers last year. It's like, ah, but like the lockout kind of messed things up. And we're like, all right, fine. You know, Korea's going to opt out after his one year in Minnesota. We'll go after him next year. It's fine. And, and, and then as soon as the offseason starts, every single fucking national reporter, yep. John Morosi, John <laughs> Heyman. I mean, I guess this is another lesson. The guys who are on TV, oh, I guess Jeff Passon's on TV all the time. But like guys like on the MLB network, Heyman, Morosi. Like like we were we weren't seeing Jeff Passon and Ken Rosenthal talking about the Cubs like going hard for Correa or Turner or Bogart. <laughs> they had to have like some sort of advent calendar created for like free agency. Like Mondays we're gonna we're gonna link this player to the Dodgers and the Mets. On Tuesday, we're gonna link the Cubs and the Twins on Wednesday. We're going to go with some teams down south, maybe Houston and uh, ooh, ooh, the Braves. And then Thursday and Friday, mystery teams. Mystery teams have joined the race. And then you just recycle, you reshuffle, you start again on Monday. That was, I mean, John, I, Heyman, I think really pretty much, I mean, the Cubs have been attached to everybody, including like Brittany Griner. It's been insane. It's, uh, like even that trade is a possibility. Oh, oh, Jed would be too scared to make a trade for that. That's uh, true. It's true. It's two steps. Fids, now, now she, was you, she, she was getting too many years. <laughs> Fids, now you and your favorite former Sox manager, Ozzy Gian, have something in common. Ozzy Gian wanted to fight John Heyman. So now <laughs> you got a mutual decision for John Heyman. I don't, I don't want to fight John Heyman. He's the guy that thought the check swing should be called the strike, no matter if the hands move at all. I have There's nothing to fight. It's like beating up a small child. I've had Heyman. I have not followed Heyman in probably two years. I don't see his tweets unless he tweets uh, – what do you call Aaron Judge? Arson Judge. Arson, Arson Judge. We had a mutant signing mutants today. Yeah, I signed with a one-year deal with a mutant mm -hmm. uh, option. That was. What was the other uh, one? There was another one. John, from well, John Heyman also had Coke Hamels. Coke Hamels. Yep. slip there. Um, I was hoping because I think it was Pazin who broke the Korean news. I was like, I was begging it for for it to be Heyman. So I, was like, Please, I John, pretty, let it be I, you, the first guy. I follow pretty much all the, the, the big writers like Rosenthal. And the only one I have notification or uh, what do you call it? Alerts on for is uh, passing. Yeah. Cause he murders people. He murders yeah, people. He murders like people. You're getting baseball news and serial killing. It's great. He murders people, but he, he's always usually one of the first guys and he's always solid. So I was like, all right, I'll keep that on for him. I, but I forgot what Heyman did. It was like a year or two ago. And he said something like so fucking idiotic, and it was like, 
I, I can't even remember what it was. I mean, there's been like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I did you like, put a finger on one moment or are you talking about a month? I was uh, just like unfollow and, you know, I haven't looked back. Uh, I do laugh at the, the check swing automatic strike, though. That's oh my God. fucking hilarious. He's OP. But so for those of you that don't know what we're already just kind of rambling on about, uh, Xavier Bogarts is a Padre. Xander. Which, Xander. Whatever. Fucking San Diego. Um, Xander's such a San Diego name, too. Xander. Xander, brah. I've been, uh, my brother-in-law's name is Alexander. I've been calling him Xander for years. I think anyone that's uh, named Alexander, just cut off the AL. Just go Xander. Xander. Xander's so much cooler. His parents are big Buffy fans. They love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so Xander. But um, He's from California. He's on the Padres. Padres, that lineup is disgusting on paper right now. Um, by the and way, then, they have three. They have three guys with huge contracts. Yep. So apparently, yeah. you're allowed to do that. Yeah. What a no! What a no! This is gonna be. If you're a big fan of Shade, this is the episode for you. Because I feel like I could be like, yes, the sky was pretty blue today. Oh, you know what else is blue? Cubs are blue. And but they've no done it. They've done it like the three ways too. <laughs> they, they they extended their young star to keep him around because you know mm-hmm. when you have a star young player, you you do the right everything you can to uh, keep them around. You do? Uh, even if they you know have trouble riding around motorcycles. Uh, and then after that, or like I guess right before that, they went to get their free agent star in Manny Machado. Uh, and then when things went, when things didn't go that well for the Padres, they're like, well, shit, we have to keep getting better. So they traded for one of the best players in baseball, Juan Soto. Uh, and then that still didn't get it done. Uh, they also and, traded and for you, Darvish. They also traded for you, Darvish. And- and then, but after all that, you know, they made it to the NLCS against the Phillies, and like they looked at the team, they're like, ah, uh, you know, we have a pretty solid infield, but how about we go get uh, Xander Bogarts too? Because you know, it's because you know the goal, the goal, I guess, for some teams is to get better, to try to win. Uh, really like that from the Padres. <laughs> really like that from the Padres. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a. That's intelligent spending because isn't intelligent spending about winning? Wow, and you are going to make some bad decisions along the way, like Yumper points out in the comments. Like, you Darvish is still pretty good. I think they overpay for him, but you have to overpay. Yeah, like all free agents are going to overpay. The San Diego Padres, they fucked up. They signed Eric Hosmer is on a shit deal. They signed him eight years, $144 million, and he was shit after like year one. And you know know what they did, though? Last year, like year five of that deal, they're like, well, we don't really want to. We don't really want this guy anymore because he's not that good. We are willing to eat most of his money, send him to the Red Sox, get him off the team, and then you, then they just moved on. And got Josh. That, that didn't stop him from signing more free agents. Yeah, and then they got Josh Bell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean so but apparently, but apparently, one bag deal, and uh, you're just not allowed to do anything ever again. Ever again? Yeah, no, you should because it, it's because that's because the pattern is there. It's you're one for one. Like in, in a game of failures, you're afraid to fail. Mm. So Zanda is in San Diego, and then all the hubbub was about where would Carlos Correa land. And in typical Boris fashion, there was smoke and mirrors and planted reports and teams Met in right on it. Up. And then at the end of the at the end, the Mets came out of nowhere, and there was this beautiful story about Lindor saying to Cohen, like, <laughs> I really want Carlos Correa to play third base. And he'd be like, all right, bet. I'm a billionaire. 
And then everybody kind of freaked out about that. All I want to know is if they sign him, maybe they can make McNeil available because that'd be sick for the White Sox. But um, at the end of the day, he went to the Giants, man. And hours later, the Giants, what was it, 13 years? 13 years, 350. I, I'm glad somebody uh, took my advice. I was saying the Cubs should offer 12 for 145. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, oh, so I had 13 for 400. That was uh, uh, Giants. Was another fun. example, another ex- great example. Yeah, a great team who won three championships uh, in the 2010s. Uh, was it every they, odd year or every year? They extended odd, odd year. They ex- no, I think it was every even year, wasn't it? Was no, wait. Just 20, 10, 12, and 12, they won, right? Yeah, yeah even now. I'm... Yo, yes. for me and Aldo, they call that 7 p.m. And uh, then, and then after happen. that, they extended a couple other guys. It, it didn't work out. They kind of aged. And then they had this surprising year in 2021. Uh, then they were, what, 500 in 2022. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, shit, we have a lot of money to spend still. Yes, we uh, we're in a tough division. But you know what? That doesn't mean we have to quit. So they went after the top free agent, Aaron Three Judge. Three wild cards. Him. Three wild cards. They offered him. Uh, what did they offer him? Like they offered him the same thing, right? As the Yankees, yep. three sixty or whatever it was. I think even more actually. Tough shit. They lost out, but but they they weren't like, all right, let's just pack things in. We'll do other stuff. Uh, they went to go get the next best player available. Uh, like th- this isn't rocket science, guys. Like wh- I've, we've always said it. Going back to the Machado, the Harper chases, uh, and it was so hilarious seeing that. Uh, uh, that clip you shared, uh, Zoe, from the former GM or president of the of the Marlins. Yep. Samson guy. It was so hilarious how the way he was describing how he would negotiate with Boris was is like what I always make fun of teams doing. Because, uh, <laughs> again, I, I don't know all the intricacies that go of negotiating with like these. And like these are just major life decisions, right, for these yep. for these players. I mean, it's the rest of their careers, basically. So, like, I, so I'm sure it gets more complicated than just being like, hey, we really want you. What are you asking for? Here's what we got. Well, you got to think, too, Boris not only knows all that information, he probably is privy to more information about the actual franchise and the value and the inner workings of the franchise than the GM probably does because GMs come and go. Boris has been a stable in pro baseball for decades now. He knows how every organization is run. He knows he knows what's in almost like in a sense in their closet. He knows what's in their coffers. He knows that extra penny that's probably in their cushions in their couch. And that's what makes him more, you know, that's why I guess why they hate They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it because he knows um, he's fully informed, which makes him very dangerous because he knows how it really works. And it is absolutely hilarious that while the, the, the Giants, are, they're like trying hard for Aaron Judge. Like they think they have him. They think they have Aaron Judge. Meanwhile, the Cubs are supposedly like tr- talking to Correa. They're meeting with his wife, with Boris out, making Boris making him drive an hour away from the winter meetings. Uh, you're thinking, all right, they're serious. Like they, they know what it's going to take to sign Carlos Correa, especially because those meetings took place after Trey Turner signed. Trey Turner yep. signed for what was it, eleven years, three hundred million, yep. and then Xander Bogart signs for two hundred eighty million. Like you know what it's going to take to sign the best uh, shortstop available. And I guess, I guess you can debate. There's, there's always going to be debate like, well, is Turner better? Is Bogart's better? Whatever. But you know, you, you know what the market is. Yep. You said a key word. You know, the market. Yeah. The market so, is in 2021. It's different this year. It's a completely different market than it's ever been in baseball history. And it's only going 
that direction. So every big contract this year that anybody locks in in three years is going to look like a damn discount because the market has changed. Now. Players are getting more of their fair share. Part Question. of the collective bargaining fallout. For the Cubs fans, Mitch, feel free. Maybe pour a drink. Pour yourself a drink, Mitch. It's going to be a long night. Um, what are you drinking there, Mitch? Uh, a little uh, little whiskey. What kind of Baker's whiskey? March. There you go. <laughs> no free ads, though. Come on. Um, question, though, because this is something that I was, really I, was, I was pondering today. I was outside ripping a heater in the rain, and it dawned on me. Do you think the Cubs don't like Judd? Now, the reason why I say that is because obviously it got out to the normal talking heads, Kaplan and all the other. Well, know, it started with Kaplan. Whoever, so it's, 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 that Judd had this open wallet. You know, the the Tom Tom drum was beaten again, and all this other bullshit came out that just said that Judd was free to do what he wanted to do. Uh, blah 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 blah. Go get him, Tiger. And then he just whiffs. Mm, I now see. This, this as an outsider, as a, as a White Sox fan, as someone that doesn't pay as close attention as you guys do to the intricacies of how the Cubs work. To me, that just looks like they put the dude, they hung him out to dry. Okay, so we've been talking about this for three years. Okay, as someone that's been experienced that 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 has been a part of watching. This the Ricketts machine work when Ricketts machine wants an optics thing done. It always starts the same. It's a leak to cap, and doesn't matter if it's true or not. You know, a well north contract, well north of two million dollars, two hundred million dollars, uh, that turns fans against it. So it's a slow game. It's a long game. Same thing we do. You know, to make trading your MVP palatable. You know, uh, the 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 contract offers that are going to hold up against the test of time. And now you have this one that comes out. It leaks to cap again. And cap's the first one to leak it. And we know where Cap gets his uh, his information from. That guy goes on the radio. Crane Candy goes on and starts talking about it again. They open up the wallet. The one thing, though, that they are not addressing, and not a single one of them have addressed this. They keep saying opened up the wallet. They will not address the years. So he might have been given the open wallet to sign a really heavy AAV contract, but they won't let him go past five years. And these players don't want the money. We've talked about it before. They want no trade clause protection. And they want they don't care about the AAV. They'd rather have stability, security, and, and consistency in their lives because the, that whole shit of going through trade rumors – and dealing with all that shit is horrible on the player and their family. It's un, it's unfair to them. And when you have the no trade clause, when you have 13 years and you take 27 million, like like say for example, Correa took that's a that's a that's a pay cut um, for that guy. He took it because you know what? He's got a no trade clause and he's got job security and he controls his own destiny for 13 years because you can't make a rumor without him being privy and a part of it because he's the one that controls whether or not he's traded or not. His family. And him will no longer have to deal with that kind of bullshit. And that's the new capital in contract negotiations. It's not dollars. It's opt-out clauses and no-trade clauses. And we've talked about it on this show a ton. This is the new gold in negotiations. And players are willing to take less to have that security than they are. Because money at that point, $26 million, what's the difference between $26 million and $30 million? Like, really, it's, it's all numbers at that point for these guys. It is. And security is, you know, peace of mind. That's where it's, it's priceless. And, no, these and I, I get that because, like, yeah, I'm here for 13 years. I'm going to be able to build. I'm going to be able to make a brand for myself. I'm going to be able to put down some roots and all that fun sure. stuff. But I get all that part of it. But the flip around but, was it was a, it was a hit job. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm the saying. One that's responsible. Ricketts now have put someone between them and the blame. 
who has to go face the crowd, by the way, at the Cubs convention, not Ricketts. And now people, I, I, I heard that's it's cool. Jed's too. fault. People are blaming Jed completely. Like it's all Jed's fault. Like nobody knows that Jed had years or no years. Jed is getting blamed. It's all blamed. It's it's he, they have put him. They've nailed him up, if you will, on the metaphorical cross, and he's now there to take it while Ricketts hangs out by the cave. Yeah. So, I mean, all the cool kids are canceling their fan fest this offseason. We've been. We've been seeing it. I mean, I think it was I think it was both uh, the Cubs uh, guys and the Athletic who wrote about it on Wednesday. Like Jed's not happy about those uh, leaks, and, and it wasn't just like the leaks, like the day because like again, like we all know, we all know Cap who's like who's talking to Cap. We know it's Kenny, it's Ricketts, it's, it's the it's like the business side, the ownership side. So we know we know where all the info comes from there. Uh, and then said something in my throat. So like we know that's where they started, but but it wasn't only that because it wasn't just like the anonymous uh, like oh, Cubs have the checkbook open now. You know, Jed Jed has to deliver. Crank Kenny, that son of a bitch went on the Cubs <laughs> flagship radio station on six seventy score. The brainchild uh, of the tax the tax evasion part of the Cubs sale, by the way, is Kenny. Uh, that's a really good point, Kevin. Because I, I I was reading the I was tre- I was reading uh, Moody and uh, Sadev Sharma's article in the Athletic on Wednesday. And I did not realize that Crank Kenny, whoops, Crank Kenny has been a member of the Cubs organizations for like 30 years. Yep, he transcended Tribune. Yep, he helped, he helped facilitate the tax scam that was the Tribune and the Ricketts family during the purchase of the Cubs. That's a whole thing that came out a couple of years ago. Ooh, this is a good point. This is a good point by Joe in the comments. So let's say this works for the Ricketts. Jed's gone. They hung him out to dry and you're in a, like a up and coming GM, you know, you're, you're the new hot shit. You even, after watching how this played out, would you even consider the Cubs job? Well, here you go. This is six degrees of separation. You've got now future possible front office guys that are like, what the hell? Why, what the fuck would I want to work with that Ricketts guy? Right. Then you look at the players that are free agents, looking at the way the Cubs treated the guys that got them their first world series in 108 years, the best core of the Cubs franchise has ever seen throwing them away like trash. Those free agents are looking at the Cubs going, why the fuck would I want to go there? Those guys are the best that's ever been a part of that organization and winning a world series after 108 years. And they were just traded away like nothing. And, and, and they were happy to trade them away. You've got now. So those players see this shit. And then the future free, you know, front office candidates see this shit. Nobody's going to want to work with Tom Ricketts, except the fucking my pillow guy. Like it's, it, there's it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's terrible all the way across the board. Bad boss and then bad general manager kind of position that lies to you too and, and treats employees like basically property and, and they, they, but preach family at the same time. It's, it's, a, it's all the way down. It's bad. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I was thinking about that too the other day because like a lot of those players publicly did not have a whole lot of nice things to say about the way they were treated on the way out. I know Rizzo is vocal about that. And these guys, like, talk. a lot of them are like friends. They train during the offseason like, these guys talk, and so there wasn't very good reviews. Uh, some of these free agents, Cub fans make this mistake too. They're like, but listen to all the nice things that the Cubs and Theo's, the Cubs that were traded said, and Theo said on the way up. That's called being classy. That's called not burning bridges. That's called just being diplomatic. Okay, don't take the words for the feelings because you know what? Some of these guys actually have high integrity, and they're not there to like shit on someone. They're dusting their heels off and leaving town and saying goodbye. And you know what? You tell you know learn a lot about how people you know people's characters by how they say goodbye and those guys showed character and how they said goodbye pretty much for the most part and it was only when like again jet had to go on the radio hours you know at 6 a.m on a fucking monday after the trades 
that they started feeling a lot more hurt because Jed then went out there and tried to explain that it wasn't his fault, started shifting the blame on them. And then it becomes ugly. And then that's that it also, you know, the biggest mistake Jed made was the, that, that morning, you know, radio run after the trade deadline, he, he, he did it. And then now Ricketts has done this and it's, shit. It's a job that it's like that job. It's like a hand grenade. They're just fucking playing hot potato with it. I don't want it. You take it. I don't want it. You got it. So the, so, so the green light, the green light le- leaks, Kenny being like, uh, oh, this is what I was going to add to the Crane Kenny thing. Crane Kenny goes on the radio station. Not only does he say like, oh, yeah, Jed Hoyer has the resources to spend. He directly puts it on Jed Hoyer because he's like, you know, he still has leftover money because last year uh, there was transactions that he didn't like a lot. So he could use he can use that leftover money because he didn't sign players that we thought looked good, but he didn't. But here, so, here, fans. Here's the, the nail. Part, though. Buy some more. Tink, tink, tink. The second part, though, and this brings me back to Jed. And this is why there's always we always have to have a balanced life. Everybody d- d- deserves a blame here. Mm-hmm. Ricketts' ownership has been shit for since 2016. I cannot believe that the the ownership group that saw that was that was in control of the team that finally broke the longest tra- championship drought in American sports history. In a matter of like, what is it? Six years has lost so much support from the fan base. Well, yeah, just although uh, losses of biblical proportions during the uh, 2020 season. So uh, there's only so much you can do. Now, to the point of what other GM would want to, or what other guy would want to step into Jed Hoyer's role, and that that brings me to the problem of the Jed Hoyer. Because Jed Hoyer, all this time, and, and here's the thing, the difference between Jed Hoyer and somebody new coming in from the outside is they don't have the PTSD that Jed Hoyer has. And this isn't an excuse, it's just what happened with Je- when Jed Hoyer was DM, the GM when Theo Epstein was still running the show. The Cubs, after 2018, everybody knew it, they needed to make changes. The offense was getting stagnant, there's too many of the same guys, they needed to make a change. He basically telegraphed from the year before uh, that previous February in 2018 when they signed you, Darvish. He was, I think, indirectly asked, like, Does this, is this going to take you out on the running for other free agents next offseason? You know, wink, wink. Everybody knew we were ta- they were talking about Bryce Harper. Theo, obviously he's not going to answer that directly, but he was like, uh, no, we should still be in a position where if we, uh, if we can add a player that helps the team, we will. Everybody knew Bryce Harper was going to be the guy. We all knew it. And then what happened between the the end of the uh, season press conference that Theo Epstein had in October, and I think literally like less than a month later, right after the World Series ends, we immediately know ownership was like, you guys want to spend more money? Sorry. Figure something else out. And that was it. That was it. Because And yes, give credit to the Cubs. They spent a lot of money. They were like top five for multiple years during that stretch. And it was they none of their superstars. But they never went all in. They never did what needed to be done to get to the next level to yep. fix the problems. So Jed Hoyer's there. And this is and this is where the blame doesn't go off Jed Hoyer. Because Jed Hoyer's like, shit. Well, if I spend now and I get another Jason Hayward, then I'm not gonna be able to spend again. Like like it, he's basically he's basically basically in the mind of like I only have one shot at this. And then if that doesn't work, well, I'm screwed. And then they're going to cut off the money. Well, you can't do that. You can't. Be, you can't be running a baseball team scared. This isn't Cleveland. Nope. You're, you're not. You're not the Miami Marlins. You're not the Pittsburgh Pirates. You're not the Tampa Bay Rays. T- 
Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, give the credit to Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays uh, extended Wander Franco to a deal that's pretty close to the Jason Hayward uh, contract. So that's why coming in from the outside. I mean, they're going to be like, all right, fuck it. First guy I'm going for, I'm going to do it. If, if they're going to cut off the money, I'll worry about that in like five years. Yeah. And, and, and by that's the way, what sucks about Jen Hoyer right now. And although you don't mention this either, but this is an offseason where the Cubs and every major league team got a $30 million gift from Apple uh, in this offseason to just $30 million. Welcome back right into the coffers. Like, where did that money go? Like, why are we afraid to spend? If That's 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 one year less. That's one less. I mean, it's like an handsome change for Correa. And like with Jed Hoyer too, like the I'm, – I'm sure, I'm sure they, you know, they reportedly had the offers for these guys, for – for these guys i'm sure they did that's fine but for whatever reason jed horge only wants only wants a guy for his terms like he, he he's not willing to go above and beyond i don't know why and everyone's brought up this point it's like dude the next time you think that you can go all in you might be gone <laughs> first point second point you're signing these guys all the best players going forward are going to be signing like 10 plus year deals. Yep. This is it. This is the market. So even, even if those backfire, even if they, even if you get another fucking Jason Hayward 2.0 and he, he just career just nose dives, let the next guy worry about it. Cause guess what? You're probably going to get fired anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. And that's it. This is, you know, the old, the old baseball adage, you can't steal second with your foot on first. You have to take chances. You have to do it. And how about this too? Just think about the market and how it's adapted and how it's changed and now how free agency is going to be pushing these, you know, upper upwards of double digit years in these guaranteed contracts. And then think about how like there are going to be teams, multiple teams in the midst of this now, this new craze and this new era that that are stuck in 10 million 10 year contracts that are there. They're not working out. And then it opens up a whole nother version of free agency where teams take on payroll, get some prospects. There's, there's ways to play the market, you know, in, in that sense too. But, you know, the smart ones will say, I'll worry about that in six years. And then in six years, the whole, it, it's a, it's a different world. If you're successful, like you said, or you fail, you're not, you're out of a job I and mean, who cares? It's not your money. If you're successful, you're a freaking King and you get more money to play with. So, I mean, you, you've shown that you, you're good with your dollars. So I, He's just, I, I don't think that he's being allowed to get the years. I think that, I think 100% that they're saying you can get five years with an AAV of up to like 30 or 40 million, but you cannot take it over five years. We don't want to stretch out these contracts, blah, blah, blah. I, I feel like he's just, he's stuck at five years. And in this market, it's impossible to get any of these guys. We'll see with the Swanson contract. If the Swanson contract comes in at eight years, then we'll know that maybe he did well, have the years, but if they I, get him. <laughs> but that's the thing is, if they don't get Swanson, it's because they couldn't go past five years because he'll get he's supposed to get an eight year deal, right? That's what everyone's kind of projecting somewhere yeah. around that. The, so if the Cubs give him eight years, then we'll know that maybe it wasn't the year thing. But if they don't and they lose out, we know that it's probably maybe the years thing. And the other so, part, a little bit of breaking news. Oh God, oh, Joe, I swear. God, White oh. Sox breaking news. Oh, okay. Per Daniel Greenberg, a.k.a. Shy Sports Updates, guy just kind of combs the internet. Um, this is actually going to be really just funny to even read. Um, the Chicago White Sox are working on signing a left fielder per the Catman. Hell yeah. <laughs> God. Of course. I would hope they're working on signing a left fielder. So team say, left that fielder is so is fucking vague. A team looking for left fielder. 
vacancy is looking for left fielder. News at a left cap is hard news journalism every time out. He's so much better than those. He's, he, I just think he's much better than when he's on those uh, was on, uh, uh, commercials. We it, like party. He was on his show. Uh, <laughs> Cap one said it today on uh, Rush Hour or whatever his show is. Six Flags. Well, it's, called, it's called Six Flags. Going back the way free agency goes, and I guess this goes for like the, the Cubs and Sox. Like it's kind of concerning for the Sox moving forward because almost all these deals now you have to go north of a hundred million. The Sox are one of three other teams that have yet to go above $100 million. The other teams are the Royals, the uh, Pirates, and um, the Athletics. So when you're with that company, not a very good sign. So moving forward, I'm a little concerned. Like Even if Rick Hahn is targeting a free agent, too, that's the other thing. You can't get anyone of value not going north of $100 million at this point, the way the market goes. And his track record of signing free agents isn't that good. So at this point, I've kind of just... I'm waving the white flag. I hope Eloy develops faster than we all think next year. Like who? Who would that even be? Maybe Ben Intendi. Optimistic thinking. Oh, Maddie, I'm Maddie Mitch. The, fun, the funny thing is, the, the <laughs> funny thing is though, like two, three months ago, if you would have said the white flag for signing Ben Intendi, I would have been like, eh, eh. hi, OPS. But now it's like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like really, sick. Yeah, if you guys are signing Ben Intendi, I'm. I think he'd be pretty close to like biggest contract in White Sox history. What's yeah, they've never gone over 100 million, million, right? Every million. He's gonna get 100 million. Yeah, they're not Ooh, doing. It. Jerry's got that bucket list going. Before um, I die, I want to make wanted, sure. I want to add just another contract. thing on Jed Hoyer and just how. I I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I, comparisons suck, you know, but it is what it is. So uh, here's the thing. I, I was willing to give – I mean, Kevin knows this. I was willing to give Jed Hoare the benefit of the doubt. Trading you did. You, you were guys, always uh, uh, knee-jerk, knee-jerk asshole here, me, <laughs> and you always, you know, obviously having fun but, talking but, but, here. But, but, but like, like my justification for that or my reasoning for that was like he was put in a like pretty shitty spot because Theo Epstein did leave him with like – uh yeah, like we're not really gonna extend any, extend any of the guys who won the World Series, so you you can handle that for me. Thanks. I didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> we said it on uh, here. Theo, Theo Epstein, love the guy. Not a single fucking pitcher was developed for the Cubs during his time. <laughs> no, the general manager at the time was a horrible drafter too. Like they were and bad. Then, and then George Jed Hoyer was also part of the problem. Uh, so, all right, but fine. All right, so, but Chet Hoyer, you know, he takes over. It's after the COVID year. Fine, things were fucked. Cool. They, they decided, lock. just like how Theo Epstein came in, and he's like, guys, we're going to restart. We're going to suck for a couple years. Uh, but then don't worry. I have a plan here. All right, fine. I thought that's mm-hmm. what I thought that's what Jed Hoyer is going to do. But then Jed Hoyer wants to do the whole lawyer talk. He's like, no, it's not a rebuild. It's a retool. <laughs> F- fine, whatever. At this point, I still don't care. Just, just, get, just give me a good team eventually. Give me a, co- a coherent plan. Give me something that I can actually follow. You're going from step A to step B to step C. We, I thought maybe that's the direction he was going. Wait, like, along why those else lines, would you sign? Although, along those lines, because this is this is like for those of you who have been longtime watchers of the show, this is complete like role reversal between me and Aldo <laughs> right now. That's why this is, this, I'm having this kind of way too much fun with this. But so Aldo, what's the plan if they don't get Dansby Swanson? I mean, it's gonna be bad again, right? I, like, what is the plan? I don't know. The Cubs, I mean, the Cubs have, the Cubs have, 
who the Cubs have Seiya Suzuki as the only player who's like guaranteed money past 2024, I think. And then it's just prospects. There's all this room <laughs> to spend. And for whatever reason, he's not doing it. And that brings you back to the comparison to Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein, when he came in here and he finally thought a team, or he finally thought that the team needed to do something to take that next level, guess what he did? He overpaid for John Lester. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the Red Sox came in second. They were offering like John Lester $20 million less than what the Cubs gave him. And then you know what happened after that? After they, after what happened with, with uh, John Lester? Cubs had a good season in 2015, got to the NLCS. And then guys started signing for the Cubs for less money. Jason Hayward like reportedly turned down like $200 million. Uh, Dexter Fowler came back. He, I think he was like on the verge of signing a three-year deal with uh, the Baltimore Orioles, and then he just showed up to spring training in March. He came back, took less money. Uh, John Lackey signed, took less money. David Ross, the I forgot about John Lackey. Rizzo's extension. Rizzo's extension. Rizzo's extension was was below market value. He took a pay cut. All right, you that, guys are derailing from my question, though. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. but I want to get to it. Because, you know, he's circling back. Because, he's circling back on the Oregon Trail. Going, now we're, for, forget about like going all out for the one of the shortstops. Fine. You, you, you didn't feel comfortable doing that? Like Maybe you don't think they're that big of a star? Fine. I disagree, but fine. You need, a, you need someone who, who isn't Jan Gomes to catch. You make Christian Vasquez... Two-time World Series champion, your top priority at catcher. You offer him three years, $30 million, but then you want a fourth-year option because, you know, who knows what the market is going to be in a few years, and you want to control him for another for the extra year. The Minnesota Twins offer Christian Vasquez that same deal. Three years, $30 million. They're like, I, we don't need an option. Just we want you for those three years, $30 million. We're flexible, whatever, play with us. The Minnesota Twins have been above five hundred. Four times since 2010. You know, Zoe, the Twins aren't that good. They might be fucking pesty against the Sox. Snake but they're, they're not that good. They, always, they get their ass kicked yeah, in the playoffs. They, they, they haven't they, been... They've had such bad injury luck in the last, like, five years. The Minnesota Twins have they won not four been, more games than the Cubs. They, oh, oh, a giant four. The Cubs are fucking losing out to the Minnesota Twins on free agents now. That's, that's bad. Embarrassing. That, that should not happen. I, that should not happen. And do you know what? How do you avoid that? You have to overpay. Because well, guess what, Jed Hoyer? Anything Yelp review on uh, the catcher's Yelp there? So well, hold, hold, Jed, hold, Jed hold, 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 hold up, 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 hold up. Let Aldo cook. He ain't done. Uh, like that was it. Like uh, Jed Hoyer. Like these aren't the 2016 Cubs anymore. Yeah, no one cares that you're the Cubs or that you're in Chicago. You're a loser team. No one cares. Oh, it's the Chicago Cubs. Like, oh, I want to go there. No, you're you're the team who's been bad for the past two years, who let the guys who won you a championship walk. Like, you have to be like, hey, you want to come here? Here's another extra $5 million. That's what you need to do. I, I we've heard that on the show before. Especially if you're asking them to move positions, like maybe play third base, where you had the 30 were, 30th worst defense in baseball at the hot corner in 2022 when you have a shortstop that graded out as the second best but now we're going to have a go after a shortstop that rated first best but has a 116 wrc plus compared to wilson Contreras' 138 that we lost so you're right 
You gotta go. But Omar Narvaez, calm on down. I'll still be happy with that. We, well, you got into the Zunino for a second. Like, <laughs> for a second. Got, I told you, you I like you his power. Zunino for like a second. I was like, yes, yes, Give yes, me yes. a guy who can hit home runs. Yep. I'm sorry, so what was your question? That was my answer, I think. My question was, what do you guys do? I mean, what? <laughs> oh, if they don't get Swanson. I was just looking for oh. like, uh, sign this guy. I wasn't looking for a fucking oral history of. All right, like, so here's the here's sorry, my but... plan. <laughs> here's my plan. So I'll start off with your favorite guy. You got to sign Brandon Jury. God damn it! You got a versatile infielder who can play first base, asked. third base, no, second. He's going to want too many years. They're not getting them. Zoe asked and Zoe now receives. <laughs> he he uh, wants six years. That... He's out. If that oh, doesn't shit. work out, uh, or actually, it doesn't matter because you have to, it comes out to get like three guys at least minimum right mm-hmm. now. Yep. So Brandon Jury, uh, Justin Turner, Kevin, uh, Kevin, we start, you started, not we, that's, you, uh, you started the Justin Turner market. That's Dodgers captain Justin Turner <laughs> to you. Um, All right, we'll just tell him that he doesn't want to hang out with uh, Rob Lowe anymore. Come hang out with him. Sign him to like a two-year, thirty million dollar deal. I don't care. Come He's get Stone with Bellinger. Just uh, option get, number three. Everybody's getting sick here too. DH JD Martinez. Sign him up. He can still That'd be a sick. That, JD Martinez on the Cubs make. So when I say make sense, a lot of times just a little secret for everybody here. It's because I can actually picture it in my head. <laughs> I can picture JD Martinez on the Cubs. Playing too much MLB the show. It JD Martinez. I don't on even board. think I've ever seen it on the show. Uh, who no, I can see. And then Martinez at catcher, break in Wrigley Field, dude. At catcher, Omar Narvaez, just he's the best you guy available. Just, yeah, I mean, you guys just need a body now. I catch. Do you guys want a Sevi Zavala? I mean, I don't think I don't think Mitch is going to let him go easy. I would like a Colton Montgomery and some Twix. Well, Zoe, Zoe, you know what's funny? Remember that headline that you, you were laughing at? Yes. How we were in the uh, Nick Magical for Yasmani Grandal, part of the uh, part of the off season. I mean, let's explore it. What do you guys want for Yasmani Grandal? <laughs> I mean, Nick Magical and a half a jar of mustard pickles should do it. Nick Magical and you take that <laughs> whole contract so that we can go sign other people. No, 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 no. Dude, if you're getting Nick Magical and the Cubs Nicky, have to pay the entire, the entire contract, you guys have to send over uh, Elise Colas. He well, just he, you. he went, no, 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 no. All right, here. Just throw a dart at your farm system, but you take the whole contract. At your farm system? The no, Cubs aren't giving up system. anything good, though. You don't give That's up what I said. Go, salary. Give me, give me the worst player on your low-A team, and you eat Grandal's contract. David Kaplan. No, no, no. Zoe, Zoe, you're getting it backwards. He's you're electric. getting it backwards. The, it would be the Cubs take on the entire contract. Yeah. And then the Sox have to give up a good prospect. No. Yeah, you just you just get a comp at Applebee's for a Friday night oh, of like unlimited ribs and, and tater tots. That's what catcher, you get. Catcher in baseball two years ago. You need for David. Hit twenty home runs for you. All right, fine. Give a just throw us cash considerations. You eat seventy five percent of that contract, and then we go sign we go sign Jury and Benintendi. Cash considerations has a good arm. All right, he's got good feet. Take David. That has all the money. He's got the green light spent. Hey, so really, we can model this deal after the Cardinals-Rockies deal for um, uh, Arenado. Yeah, yeah, we can just model that. We'll use that. You guys can have P.J. Higgins, uh, <laughs> some other guy who's not going to be good, and then... Uh, we'll sign Descalso <laughs> and send him your way. I really am more interested in who the White Sox can trade to the Diamondbacks because I want one of those outfielders. Bad. I think it's going to cost too much. Oh. I, I want one of them. 
I want Darwin Varsho. Liam Hendricks. All of them would be a clear defensive upgrade. I, some of the offense, though, worries me because, like, it's a lot of young, unseasoned hitters, uh, and there's, you know, not a lot of power outside of um, Dalton. Yeah. He's got well, Mitch. He's a catcher, too. He can catch. He can catch. He's well, Mitch, so you wrote about it. Who's like the most realistic option for the Sox, for the Diamondbacks? Like, who's in? Because in, in my estimation, in my estimation, the most realistic one that's like the least intriguing. Alec Thomas, I think, would be interesting just because he had a down year offensively, but he's so young. And he, like, he, he's a gold glove caliber center fielder. I think he did win the gold glove. So uh, that would be, that'd be the guy I think you could get. That would be an impactful player that you're not having to give. Vershaw's going to be, he's going to cost too much, but he, he, he'd be the best fit in the White Sox lineup right now. Yeah, yeah. Vershaw, I don't even, I'm not even going to daydream about that, but I was thinking more Thomas or uh, McCarthy. I think. Why don't you get guys. the guys they got from the, from the Mariners, the guy who won rookie of the year in 2020? Beefloaf, we all over that. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're going to just move him again. I mean, obviously, the biggest thing I want the White Sox to do is sign Brandon Drury, but um, that'd be nice. That'd be very nice. By the way, I was curious because you know everyone's freaking out about the about the contracts. Uh, Ten years ago, the two biggest hey, contracts, I'll be right back. The two biggest contracts in the 2012 offseason was Zach Greinke getting like a $147 million from the Dodgers. And then Josh Hamilton signed for $125 million with the Rangers. Those were the two biggest free agent contracts a decade ago. So like in a decade from... Like that's what... The, I mean, Kevin, you brought it up uh, when you were talking about these contracts. Like in a decade... Like who... Like who, These deals are going to look like nothing. Yep. That's... Like, okay, like, I get it. Like, maybe the Mets aren't going to go crazy every offseason, but, like, they probably do it every every three to four years. I liken it to this, man. <clears throat> the, the market changes, and the market's shifting right now. You know, things age, and sometimes they age well. Sometimes they age poorly. I mean, look at it fashion right now, okay? If you would have told me, someone that, that enjoyed low-hugging, you know, low-hip jeans, that mom jeans were now the hot thing where like basically the ladies are pulling them up above their belly button, like to under their armpits. And that's the new style again, that came back, which was a joke for us in the nineties saying the mom, je mom jeans are now popular. Like things just, it comes in cycles. And right now the market says that, that you're supposed to wear many layers, give many years. And, and that's going to be a decade plus thing. We are in a brave new world where the players are starting to get more, con again, more concessions from the owners because they're the actual entertainment and they're starting to get more of their, their it's waiting close yet. But they're getting more of their fair share. This, this is if this isn't an example to all the 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 owner water carriers, the people that like to to vouch for the owners and all of this. These guys aren't even getting a tip of the iceberg of the profits, and these contracts look almost like greedy ass athletes when they don't realize how much money these owners are taking in and putting in their pockets on a yearly basis. This biblical losses stuff is all optics. They're making baseball. Again, read the the bottom line stuff. It's a lot of money in their pockets, and people, you know, now they're seeing it, and it's almost like shock to the system because these numbers are so huge. These years are so long, and nobody's so used to it, it's 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 like sticker shock. Like when when inflation hits, and you're like, oh my god, I'm paying four dollars a gallon. You're, you're like, oh shit. Now right now in Vegas, God, it's amazing. We're down to three eighty, and I'm like, oh, I'm like celebrating at the gas pump at like seven in the morning. The market will change. 
it will eventually change in certain ways. And right now, I think, again, the market is years. And then, of course, the concessions with the no trade clauses and, and the opt outs. But you got so, to play the market. You got to play it. You have to. You have to adapt or die. So I just watched the, the Kaplan clip from his show. It's a little it's a little bit more than their, that initial tweet. So he says verbatim, Joey Gallo is a name out there, but I've been told that the White Sox should have a new left fielder in the next 24 to 48 hours. Ooh. Yeah. Go, go through the free agent list, though. Who is it going to so be? So in 72 hours, can we fucking roast that guy? Well, the clip's out there. Sox on 35th just tweeted out the entire clip of him saying oh, that please don't sign anybody for like a week please god please don't that's my christmas present that can wake up on christmas morning and instead of opening gifts well i mean there was the thing uh, was gonna happen within 72 hours there was the initial report from herb you know herb's guy told him joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. um so you know i'm still gonna believe that until it's proven wrong but there's a lot i mean there's not a lot of names out there conforto's still an outfielder mm-hmm. he's out there adam duvall Duvall's I mean, we're getting to the second tier now, basically. Robbie Grossman, which the yeah, uh, Ben Denny's still out there. Yeah, Joey I'd Gallo, be surprised. Joey Gallo is, is a Denny. Joey Gallo is a very, very White Sox signing. Now, did Narvaez sign yet? Be upset with the Joey Gallo? No, I don't think so. Like, I think that makes okay. perfect sense for what they're willing to spend. Like, obviously, it's not ideal, but but I mean, we've said it before: left-handed bat, potential pop, and so it at the very bare minimum, like his floor is better defense than anything the White Sox are trouting out there the last two seasons in the corner outfield. I decided I'm going to wait until they sign him till I convince myself that he's a good signing. Gala? Yeah. I just, I'm not going to put the effort into it. Because I'm going to need, I mean... You were you were all in on Gala like a year ago. What happened? A lot can change in a year, man. We live in a whole different world than we do one year ago. Uh, we have nuclear fission now. That's pretty dope, actually. But um, <laughs> side note for nerds, pretty cool. Oh, I wouldn't be I mad say- at it. I just want to make that clear. I wouldn't be like, right. Look, by the way, guys with the last name Grossman don't get treated well in Chicago. I'll just be honest. Uh, yeah, we do need a new drinking game for the show. This is true. Well, who is our who is our buzz name that like now we'll bring up? Is it is it Ricketts? That's that's too easy. I don't really have a guy right now. Nick Madrigal is still your oh, guy. Brandon Drury is my guy. Can I do Brandon? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Zoe, I want that on record that even if he signs with the Cubs, he's still going to be your guy. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> oh, shit. Brandon Drury is the guy that I want on the White Sox, but you can drink every time I say his name. Yeah, although you saw, him step over the, you saw him step over the carcass of Nick Madrigal once he moved over to the Cubs. Oh, dude, like, in a second. He, he was like he was like a, a Sam a, Jackson. I, I have a feeling. When he stepped over, uh, when he stepped over down, uh, what's the name? Deep down, Zoe quit on Magical like like twenty games. No, I stayed loyal to the soil until he put on the different uniform. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, but Kevin, I was gonna say the for the record how... though. Hold on, hold on. For oh, the record, ahead. I wanted the White Sox to trade for Brandon Dury at the trade deadline. That's on tape. I oh, said that's it true. Then. That's true. Take that. Or what does Kaplan say? Take that. Take yeah. that. Yeah. What does he say? He says we like to party. We like to party. We. That's what Cap says. Oh, I, I Kevin, you brought up how like fans are like shocked. Which probably and... doesn't get that reference. <laughs> right, you're right, such a kid. That? That's awesome. <laughs> we're old because I remember that one too. Uh, like I get it, and I think we, we were all surprised by like when like the Trey Turner deal when it was eleven years. We we're like, what? And then when when uh, when Bogart's got eleven years, we're like, wait, huh? Who? He? Why? 
And he, even, he, and even the Korea one, 13 years. Like, yeah, I think we can all admit. It's like, yeah, that's that's like fucking crazy. It's a bit much. That, that, that's it, what the market dictates. Me, you know? 13 and, years. And is... honestly, this just reminds me of, it reminds me of when the NBA cap went up. Uh, what was that, like six, seven years ago? And like, I think one of the first big deals I remember seeing was when James Harden got like $40 million a year. And I was like, What? Like these guys are getting forty million dollars a year now. Like it was like it, like you said, Kevin. It was a it was a shock to the system because you're not used to you're not used to seeing these insane numbers. So but then my, that's become a normal thing. Yeah. To that point, yeah. though, to and that in, point, in five years will be like, oh, it's no big deal. It's a ten year deal again. No big whoop. We're gonna go. Oh my god, I can't believe I even was against the ten year deal back then. Look at these fifteen year deals for these twenty two year olds. So this was a big uh, discussion in my group chat today. My group text. And there you go. Well, north of 200 million. All right, hold on. So, curious to what your three answers are. When do you think we'll see the first billion dollar contract? Like, how many, how long from now? Billion dollar contract. Billion dollar contract. Now, I didn't say the years, it could be 14 years, billion dollars, but. I think, that, I think that this year all the good ones, all the really good young prospects in baseball right now are locked up to what will be now considered to be low ball deals. So I don't think there's really a, pro, a player that's coming up in the game right now that's due a contract that warrants that. Like if Mike Trout was coming up now, the timing is terrible for him, unfortunately. But if a guy like that was coming up right now, you could you could project that out. But I don't think we are. I don't think there's a prospect there's, yet. There's only the one game. answer. Uh, He's not going to get it. But if he was 25, if he was like a few years younger next year. Otani. Like, like, who's to say Otani wouldn't sign like fifteen a fifteen year deal, forty million dollars a year? That's a billion. He's twenty five. I, it's tough because I, I think a lot of it is like the only re- the only way you can get to a billion, obviously, is with like that many years. But like you're saying with the market changing and stuff, I think in time it's going to shift back where people see what a disaster these thirteen year deals are at the back end. When you have some 40-year-old that can't hit his weight anymore and you're stuck with that contract, where teams aren't going to want to give out that many years anymore. So I think it's going to come back down to earth. I think right now it's trending to what you need to do, but I don't see him be, being handing out 13, 15-year deals 10 years down the road. But that's already happened, though. Like, the Tigers ha- so gave a... Uh... Yeah, and it's going to be like that for the next couple of years. But I think eventually it's going to be, because once we see the back end of all these deals, like, it looks great now. Like Bryce Harper, for example. I mean, he's right. It looks like a great deal now. You get to the back end of that contract, like a lot like Albert Pujols was, it's not going to look so good, and these teams are going to be a lot more hesitant to Although, hand out your deal. I think Correa's contract is going to age well. Uh, I, I kind of disagree on that. I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to play third base for a couple, three or four seasons or shortstop, and he's going to move to first base for four or five, and then he can DH for another. I think that he's going to – he's a bat. He's a smart guy. He's in, But not all of them are going to be like that. I mean, no, sure, there's going to be a couple outliers. Of I course. I think – I think with the big shortstops this year, those big ones, I think of the three, I think that all three, those contracts will age, all three will age well. I think all three of them. Yes, they're going to have a season or two mixed in those 13 years because that's a long-ass time where they are hurt or they're banged up. But I think you're going to get more good years and competitive years, which means competitive baseball, which means opportunities to possibly win a World Series with those guys than without. And I think that, again, the money is... They make they're gonna again. Someone said something the other day about Correa. Well, what happens when the last six years of his contract he's he's banged up and he's not great, and you know it's 160 million dollars lost. I'm like, you think that if the Cubs win a World Series, that they're not gonna make a billion dollars on the profits of selling memorabilia, jerseys, weird fucking buttons, 
when it's all said and done, $160 million lost at the end of a contract ain't a big deal when one considers the front side of that, which is the money that they're going to make. Now, Hayward's contract handcuffed the Cubs, but that's because Ricketts has no balls and they didn't make any moves because they were scared. But the fact is, Hayward's contract is usually kind of an outlier. It happens. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, the speech is overrated. I, I mean, again, the speech wasn't much of a speech in real life, but I like the story. It's great for epics. But the fact is, you know, it, it wasn't a contract that worked. But I just, you got to do it. You have to do it. You can't, you can't win in a big market. You can't compete with the Dodgers, the Giants, the Padres, the Mets, the Phillies, the Yankees, any of these teams that are spending. Someone said the Rays today. Someone's like, well, the Rays do it just fine without spending. I'm like, have the Rays won a World Series? And have the Rays went to one World Series in a 2020 season that was shortened, and they went in 2008. They have been swept out of the playoffs multiple times, and that that Moneyball is great to get you to the postseason. But in the end, overall talent is going to win out all the time, most of the time. So you want to you have to compete with what the market's doing, and if they're doing an arms race, okay, you can either be a superpower like them, like Russia, America, with nuclear weapons, or you can. You know, be some random third world country hanging out going, I will throw a grenade at you, but I don't have a nuke. And the Cubs don't have a nuke. And they're a big market team that should have a nuke. And they don't. And that's the problem with all this, too, is that Cubs and the White Sox. You want to have a nuke. Everyone should have a nuke. We had a nuke. Great. Made great coffee, too. Now, here's the thing. Like, I don't think think we're going to be seeing, like, these long deals, like, every offseason. I mean, this year is, like, it's pretty unprecedented. Excellent free agents. Judge. Correa, yeah. like the mm-hmm. shortstops, the judge, big uh, time. But let's, but but I mean, to Mitch's point of like the market going back and like these teams realizing like, oh shit, these were actually a mistake. Like, there's plenty of examples of that already happening, and teams are still doing it. Yep. Like like we mentioned the Hayward one. That's not even like a bad Robinson Cano with the Mariners. That was awful. Did you uh, see uh, the what's it, Chris Davis? What the Chris, Orioles got to pay him for the? Oh next? yeah, yeah. Fucking ten mm-hmm. years. Look, uh, all on the there's table. like a lot of bad go, contracts. We gotta go Bobby Bonilla to win a World Series, then do it. Yep. I want to backtrack though, because I think I saw it in the comments. I don't uh hold on. Joe. I don't know who Joe, I think you're a newer commenter. Appreciate comment. you getting in the right, comments. Joe. But yeah. I'm with Joe hundred percent about the three shortstop contracts. If I had a pick out of those three. Which one, not Swanson, the three that are already signed out of those three, which I think is going to turn out to be the worst at the end, it's going to be Trey Turner because he's so dependent on his speed. His game oh, yeah, yeah. revolves around his speed. Yeah. Where, really good, as you Joe. mentioned, Fids, Bogarts, and Correa can DH or move to first base or whatever. Um, no, I thought that was really. I thought that was a very good point. The other I thing with Trey Turner, really and like we saw it during the playoffs, Kevin, like the defense at shortstop isn't it's it's not that good. He had that was just in the playoffs. Oh, his his season, he he was pretty good during the season. He fucked up in the playoffs. Who who who? Trey, Trey Turner. Turner. Oh, Turner. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's amplified. Hey, let's be honest. In, I was being highly playoffs, critical. But, because I wanted his value to come down so that he would be like signable with the Cubs. Let's let's be honest. He's so good, but he had he had a rough stretch. It doesn't mean that he's bad. And look, a guy that can get you to the postseason with less effort means that you're fuller strength in the postseason for max effort. And so I think it doesn't Mitch, matter. To your point, your your guy Maddie Mitch. I mean, if you need examples, Miggy and Pujols were the first like the OGs of this new swing of these huge money long year contracts and we all know Pujols had a magical season this year but 
we also found out that he's hitting fucking bouncy balls most of the time. But still, uh, but the Miggy and stuff like that, these the end of these big ass deals though, I mean, they're not terrible by any means, but they're not the player that they were signed, you know, a you decade know, ago. Do like, you know what you do with those? You know what you do with those contracts though? You send them back to the team that signed them first that they have the, they have that sentimental value with. So they can go out to pasture and team, you know, especially if they're like in the middle of a rebuild, you can send them out there, sell some tickets and, you know, kind of have like a good happy yeah. ending. I mean, that, oh, worked with Pujols. that worked with Pujols, but Mickey's still in Detroit. He didn't go back to Miami. No, that's true. By the way, I was looking up because I, I knew that Trey Turner wasn't that good defensively. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think we found NASCAR Mitch's burner. Businesses oh. for Liberty. He's got the original, the original colony too. Like, wow, nice flag. That's a, that's a strong. Don't yeah. me or Trey Mancini. I actually do think uh, the Cubs are going to sign a hero. Trey Mancini. Oh no! Oh, now, now, now we're pumping up Trey Mancini. Okay. Hey, if you guys want to keep shooting on a cancer survivor, that's on you guys. I'm not. If you guys want to keep shooting on guys who uh, battle cancer, keep doing it. Keep doing it. I'm not. I'm not going to be like that. You guys will be at a White Sox game, and we're out here shitting on him. You know, I've, I've said this before, though. Imagine the rain delay speech that man's going to give. You thought Jason Hayward was good. He's going to be fantastic. Okay, can we, can we do this now? Can we do this now? Can I, can I do this? As soon as the Cubs sign Drury, I'm going to just shit all over it. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> so. like one year wonder. The Cubs fans, I'm sorry. Can I throw cold water on this? There wasn't a fucking speech. It was. Oh, we already did this whole segment. I know. I just want to make sure we got a, a decent captive audience. Trey Turner. It was, it was, it was a mumbling, jumbling, angry fucking let's get our shit together and go speech. There was no, it was not like, don't think like, Denzel Washington and remember the Titans kind of speech. Don't think, you know, that it was like the speech in front of, you know, in, in Braveheart. It was like, let's fucking go. Oh, Jason you know why it wasn't? It was Trey Mancini wasn't giving it. You know how <laughs> pumped up those Orioles were? You know why they overperformed this year? Trey Mancini was firing up before every other Dude, game. <laughs> I'm the Orioles are another team. I'm extremely disappointed in this offseason. I thought they would make a big move. Because they, <laughs> they 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 it lined up perfectly though, like you got a lot of young guys going, you momentum. know, this stuff like this. You got a little bit of momentum. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a Carlos Correa, but like, I mean, I thought at least they would like go out. But that's what happens when a front office decides that that's enough. Like, I mean, they can, enough. they can, cut it off. you're cut off. Too many beers. Too, many, too many. After I still too think, many I still, and I, I'm sorry oh. to all of our new Cubs watchers and everything like that and to you too, but I still, I know I have Cubs for Swanson on our prediction thing, but I just, for some reason, I, I can vision the fucking Dodgers just walking in and just unzipping their pants and just dumping that wad on the table and being like, we need a shortstop homie. Like, <laughs> no, I think they have a, I think they have a prospect. Like the Dodgers have a, lot, not the, Dodgers have a sick farm system. Not, not that they, not that they need to save up, but like they're going to get Otani and they're going to, they're going to offer him. Uh, by the way, Trey Turner, outs above average the last few years, 2022 at shortstop, zero. 2021, one. 2020, negative three. Appreciate you, Grant. 2018, two. So not not that good defensively. No. Well, yeah, but he slides cool. He, he does. does slide. He slides it fucking he awesome. He slides way cooler than Javi. Crane Kenny probably saw Crane, hit that like button. John Ham and was like, "Subscribe, Grant. We're not subscribe, like, follow, smash." 
poor favor. By the way, I do have to say, hopefully, we'll get uh, more into it. Maybe not next week. Are we doing a show next week? When's Christmas? Yeah, we'll do a show, a show next yeah, week. It'll be I, have Jumper, I have no idea what he's doing. He's trying to give people motion sickness or some shit. Hopefully. The camera is like a fucking spy. Kevin's trying to get us drunk like he is right now. Yeah. I'm not drunk. I'm not there yet. I have no idea. And they wonder why right people don't want to come to Chicago. This is what the fan base is Um. <laughs> <laughs> we're really um, interested we'll a, in this camera that follows me around it's we'll do one next week i think christmas is two weeks away right uh, yeah, it's uh next weekend but no no but what i was gonna say hopefully we'll get deeper into it next week but let's say the cubs do sign swanson let's be positive i'm willing to be optimistic yeah. still is it enough although to you is it enough well no the, uh, it, that's the thing if they sign carlos correa just carlos correa wasn't going to be enough they still need to sign like multiple guys but, like but my point my point on swanson is he does fit Wrigley Field nice because what does he do? What do we what do we like, Zoe? We like guys who hit dingers, yeah, right? Nice. Oh wait, no shit. Chicks in the log ball, man. Dansby Swanson has hit more than twenty five home runs the past two years. In twenty twenty, he was on pace to hit more than twenty five home runs too. Hey, all analytics, all the hold on analytics. A dude that hit how many home runs? How many he hit how many in twenty twenty two? I think it was 25. This is what this you is where it's on Swanson. You 20, you hit 25 home runs and you have a 116 WRC plus with 20 <laughs> homers. What is the is that a Patrick Wisdom thing where you show up five, you know, one day every five or six games and if hit a home had, run? Uh, if you had the over and when Fids would bring up Swanson's WRC plus, you uh, you won. I had 116. Uh, yep, Wilson Contreras, 138. That's all I'm going to say. With like what twenty homers? All right, I can't believe I gotta be this guy, but a Swanson Horner middle infield, very good defensively. Is very good defensively. And Bellinger in center. Nico found his bat middle, and Swanson will be just fine, especially in Wrigley versus playing down in Atlanta and playing in those NL Central parks. Up the middle, if, the if whole I'm middle. A, if I'm a Cubs fan, without and remember, no shifty this anymore. So you want to have very good defensive second baseman and shortstop. And I think that would put the Cubs in a pretty good position. If I was a Cubs fan, I would be much pumped so, about a Swanson. You can have a little riddle me this. How much will a great defensive middle infield that doesn't score runs score runs with their awesome Nico defense? Nico can hit, though. We saw that last year. Nico can hit. They're both equal. But that doesn't score runs. You're losing a, an offensive production. That's heads above that when you let Wilson Contreras walk to the Cardinals. Well, so you, you, you can't, yeah. you can't replace a 138 runs created with a 116 and say that this is even. These things are not alike. Your defense wasn't – the Cubs' defense wasn't well, bad last you're year. You're thinking that you're adding some other guys with Swanson, but you're getting right. great defense. You're getting you home runs. You're not paying them to be like some offensive force, but they, I think with yeah, the defense – We're doing supplement. two different things, Fitz, supplement. right now. Kevin, I'm, or I'm not more Kevin. looking towards the future because uh, what's done is done. I'm not trying to dwell on what was done. I'm trying to more look into the, the middle's future. great. The middle's great uh, with Bellinger in center and those two guys up the middle. The middle is absolutely great. It's going to save some runs. Mitch, I think you started but, something here, bud. But I did. Now everyone's catching on. Trey Mancini's a great man, and he'll be a great Chicago Cub. Damn it! I don't want to lose one to nothing all fucking summer. That hurts worse. <laughs> Than getting blown out. Now, and the Cubs don't have good enough pitching. They have two number threes and three number fives right now in that rotation. So having a great defense is good, but it's not going to stop the ball from you know ending up in the basket. And that's where you can't defend. 
unfortunately. And, and you have to score runs to keep up with someone walking into a baseball in a home run era. So I don't know. Uh, you got to supplement it. We've talked about it. Justin Turner, some sort of, you got to, you got to, if you get Swanson, there, there are some options. It, it's not closed. I'm not dead on this whole offseason, but there are, you, you have to make, you know, like I I think I brought it up. JD Martinez, Justin Turner. Um, you know, you've got brings up Mancini. You know, you've got to have some bats that are going to go out there and at least produce runs and maybe be terrible. You need a couple of, uh, a couple of what's his names, uh, that everyone, all the cup fans went fucking went ape shit about every time he twisted his hips and then ended up going with, to the Reds and then over to the, uh, the, uh, Phillies. Um, Matt I've, already, I've already forgotten his name because that's how much I cared about him. But Cubs fans will still talk about him as the guy that got away because he got, that got away because he played for two, two months with the Cubs. Um, what's his name? Although, uh, Castellanos. Castellanos. Yeah. You need a guy that can just just fucking rake. You need a raker. I'd take Nick Cassianos back in a trade. I would be fine with that too, but they're not gonna because they've been loading up, and that's what you've got to compete with. Well, is Philly stack, San Diego stack, Padres, Mets. Um, maybe I'm biased. Sox didn't hit home many home runs, but I heard he's hitting like 20, 25 home runs a year, and I was like, wow, that'd be kind of nice in our life. Yeah, but so, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you hit 25 home runs, but you get... If Tim Anderson was hitting 25 home runs, I'd be jumping up and down. But and he doesn't even play as good as defense as Mitch, Mitch, but would you jump up and down if he hit 25 home runs, but basically 60% of his hits were home runs, and they occurred once every, like, five games, and the rest of the games, he was a fucking ghost. Is he playing flawless defense? But he's also going over like, days in a row. Yeah, that's why you got nine guys in the lineup. You throw a couple that hit for it. You got Nicky two strikes. He'll hit for average. And then once every five days, Swanson's going to drive him in. Okay. Here's that crap we ordered. No, I'm, I don't know. That, that, that's not going to work. Not when the team struggled to score runs last year. He's already a run scoring struggle. Right now. So you get a J.D. Martinez with the Swanson. And I think that's, pretty, that's a start. I like that. I like that. There you go. If it's, so, it's the Swanson, then I get your point. That's not a good offseason. You're not. That's not a significant improvement. But if you get him with with a JD Martinez or some guy that hits for power, or Justin Turner, uh, you know, I think that's fine. I agree with Yumper. I agree. Yumper here says, "Let's be real, fids. It's not Swanson's fault. The Cubs front office sucks. Major ass <laughs> to surround him with a decent lineup. Correct. It was not the core's fault that they had no depth either. It's not the core's fault that six through nine, seven, you know, even five through nine, really, at some point." was a fucking chasm like but it's just you're robin peter to pay paul there now you, you need depth in the lineup and this lineup is not going to be deep with swanson um my braves fan friends and now i'm get, it's, it's hard enough that i gotta get fucked with with my padre fans and especially dodgers fans out west now my braves fan friends are like please take swanson please he's great defensively but i don't enjoy watching him hit <laughs> and it sounds to me like he's like the patrick wisdom of the atlanta braves I said it. I mean, because again, ninety-four career our WRC plus a one. What is it? His 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 OPS plus in the career is below a hundred as well. But <clears throat> you got to score runs, and this Cubs lineup struggled last year scoring runs. Defense wasn't an issue last year. It wasn't like the fucking Keystone Cops, like you know, like Pittsburgh or like uh, the Cubs had one of the worst defenses in baseball. It was an issue. Was it though, mm-hmm. or is it just the third? You know, the hot corner. No. No, Kevin. At short, they graded no, out as Kevin. in the National no, League. No, Kevin. The Cubs had one Nick of the Magical worst made only one error all season. Nick, 
for Patrick will play like 20 fucking games, Kevin. Shut the fuck up, dude. What are you talking about, man? I was trying to manipulate stats. Shut up. I lost the argument. So I was just making sure I was just trying to do some, some shit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having trouble paying attention because I'm just refreshing Twitter to see when the White Sox will sign Nick Joey Gallo. Nick Joey Gallo. Nick Joey Gallo. Sign yeah. me up for that guy. God dang. You guys it's don't like, even know about him. Nick Joey Gallo? Is, that, is that the new arson judge? No, don't worry about Nick Joey He's Gallo. He's 6'6 six, six and a slappy. He's from over there on like 26 and Troop. Yeah, he grew up in Bridgeport. <laughs> He's going to come up. You don't even know about Nicky Joey Gallo. <laughs> Excuse me, Holmes. Go fuck yourself. Okay. How, Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> how old is Tim Anderson? 27, I think now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are, fact, we are whoa. a factual show, sir. So, by the way, I had a discussion today. This um, is Tim Anderson out. is 29 Clevenger? years old. Clevenger and Tim Anderson are going to get oh, so stop. much road, road ass this year during the season playing together. Those dudes love road ass. Sorry. No. We, don't, we don't spread those kind of rumors on this show, Kevin. No, I'm just thinking that they're, they look like a great team. Like he's, and a family, he's a family man. Did you not see him with the all-star game? Clevenger, Clevenger and Anderson, Riggs Murtaugh. It's just like, mm, just works. But, um, I think Marcus Simeon was around 27, 28, 29 when he had his turnaround with the A's. Then he had a big uh, couple seasons with the Blue Jays. So, I mean, there's the chance oh, that man. what we've seen from Dansby Swans in the past three seasons, maybe he has turned the corner. I read something about how uh, he was going to therapy to get over some anxiety issues. Maybe that's turned a new leaf for him. I don't know. Did he find maybe, the marijuana? I, I don't know. Not everybody needs that. Um, the other th- like You mentioned the 116, and that is his career year. And you're dogging on the guy because, like, oh, like he only shows up like one out of five times. Like, were Sox fans complaining that Tim Anderson had a 119 WRC plus when he don't, hit 309? Don't do it. In 2021? Nope. Did yeah, but was his defense the same as Dansby Swanson? No, yeah, it was worse. Oh, real plays. <laughs> it was worse. So okay, but you're making a good point here. But, but did the White Sox lose a guy in the previous season that was, you know, 30 percent more productive? 40% more productive? But the but that's the thing. Like you, you just said that you can't blame Danzy <coughs> Swanson at uh about well, the front office. That. He's not he's not replacing Wilson Contreras. He's replacing I, he's basically gonna be replacing Nick Madrigal because Nico oh. Horner is gonna move to second base. We're gonna be more, seeing less of worse hitters. So it doesn't actually fix the worst hitter in the Cubs lineup that they've been throwing out there because third base has been the problem. The second base, second base hasn't been that big of a deal. The worst, the worst hitter in the Cubs lineup last year was was like Nick Madrigal. What was the worst by position? What was the worst that can you actually pull that up? What was the worst third base? No offensive by position. Again, guys, that's that's defense in. I love, and I'm a defensive guy. Defense versus offense in today's game is far less value, I think, than someone that actually puts up numbers. Like, I'm sorry. That's why you're willing to take a really bad left fielder and hide him there because he fucking rakes. Like, defense can be hidden or at least accounted for. If you're scoring runs, it really masks bad defense. I just, I'm sorry. I I would take average defense and excellent and offensive ability all day long, and I hate to say that because I'm a pitching and defense guy, but the modern league today, you need guys. If the guy can't even catch a fly ball, you're better off than a guy that can really pick it and is a question mark at the plate. I just, I, I, I hate this. I hate saying that too. Cause God, the two most important facets of the game should be defense and pitching, but 
it's not anymore. So you should like what the Cubs are doing. That's, that's right. I should. I should. I should. <laughs> but I, I also know where this is going to end up. Like all of my damn free agent picks, last place. So, no, but, but so here's the thing, because like like Mitch said, Zoe said, like they're not just only like if they do sign Dansby Swanson, it's not just going to be Dansby Swanson and Cody Bellinger. Like they're going to sign Mancini or like another first baseman. Maybe hopefully they'll sign somebody else too. But uh, I was still nervous then, for the second coming, so, so that he should be able okay, to be. Well, a that, I mean, I don't like. Why are you like okay? And I then, and you, then you're going to have uh, Matt Mervis. But in here, right. so. I actually yeah, have to bounce fancy. out. Got a little issue with uh, baby Zell. Nothing crazy or anything like that. I just yeah, I gotta okay. go help out with that. I mean, he's sick. He's sick that the Cubs passed on Korea too. I get it. He might be. I'm. He could definitely very well be a Cubs fan just to spite me. Which hi, all forty-three of you guys are on the YouTube page right now. Oh, oh this is awesome. I mean, I, I mean, so by by the by by this pace, like everyone, no one's gonna want to be a fan of either team in like ten years. It's gonna be we're tough. Man. We're all gonna be Bro, fans. We're just not gonna spend the money. The, we're not going anywhere. White Sox Twitter put up Except a GoFundMe to put a Jerry sell the team billboard up outside of U.S. Cellular Guarantee Comiskey Field, and they did. It was like put up as a joke, with a total of twenty one hundred as to, so you can get two months of the billboard. And not only did it fill in under an hour, it's already like over thirty five hundred. People just keep <laughs> donating. When no, an hour, it was like fifteen. Yeah. And and the yeah. comments the comments are just like. Get two billboards. Get a digital billboard. Like people can are like, dropping hard-earned cash to like. I feel get this terrible to say this, but can you do this with a way that like half of this sh- dumb shit is actually split and like goes to a charity? This is actually people's money. No, he is. He He's has it. Like, yeah. over, go. Donate to charity, or if they didn't reach the goal, then they're going to donate it. All. That's good. Yeah. That's amazing, then, because you know what? Because the the hard the that that makes it even cooler because it's a it's a funny statement. Yeah. At the same time, it's going to actually help people because you, you should know, be like, you're your fucking dollars on fire to spike Jerry. You know Ryan's the guy that's doing it, and he's not an asshole. I mean, he'll that money will be huh? accounted for. And who started it? Who was it? We're not going to. I'll tell you later. Or what's the where, where can people find the the continued article about it? With the link, shameless yeah. plug. There you there go. It <laughs> there it is. Or it's all you just search Jerry Reinsdorf GoFundMe and it'll pop up the bill. Yeah, I don't want to put his name out there because I don't know if he wants to be out there. So. But support it because there's some charity involved. So there you go. Well, yeah, he already said any excess money or well. So right now at this point, you're donating to charity and spiting yep. Jerry Reinstein. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said. Well, he exactly. didn't think it, he didn't think it was going to get there. So he's like, yeah, well, if we if we don't get there, and uh, you know, I'll just take the money and donate it to charity. But now he's like, all right, well, we smoked the goal, so. Helping charity to burn Jerry Reinsdorf is a great cause. I think we should do some sort of. Well, Let's Jerry Reinsdorf is currently uh, trending on Twitter because of this billboard. Yeah, how, God, I hope he's like cognizant too. I like, I mean, if he's not cognizant, like it sucks because he's just kind of like I don't somebody else is doing all this. He he does not. Is care. he spry? Is Granny spry? Um, all right, but yeah, I got to bounce. You guys close it up tonight. Uh, don't forget to do NASCAR, Mitch's uh, NASCAR minute. But it's coming. Um, for all of you watching, if this is your first time watching, we appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel um, as well as like the show. Follow us on Twitter at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. What's the, a good bar though? The uh, pinned. I'll get to that. I, it, that flew right over my head for a second. The <laughs> pinned tweet on Pinwheels Ivy Pod uh, helps you if you want to help out the show. 
Uh, you can also buy some merch. It's in the uh, bio. And always show love to the sponsors, SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com, and Uncle Bud's on 9600 South Cicero Avenue. Uh, this is kind of uncharacteristic for me to bounce out early, but I got to. So you guys are in good hands with these gentlemen, and I'll catch you all next week. Zo out. Bye-bye. Colini out. I love that it's going to stay with the Betty White picture, though. You see what you jackasses just did? Too much cub talk and <laughs> made them leave. Yeah, our large audience probably would disagree right now. Wait, Mitch. Record numbers going I have on. Something, I have something that you we can connect home. on, Cubs and Sox, since like the left fielder talk from the cat man is out there. Um, yeah. I mean, Jordan Lazowski's guy is still out there. Michael Conforta, who apparently mm-hmm. the Cubs were – interested in are interested in i don't know about that but is he i, I think we talked about it a little before would you want conforto and like a two i well at this point the fact that i haven't done anything and right now the current opening day left fielder would be gavin sheets uh yeah then i like conforto but if i'm being honest i'm not as high on the conforto bandwagon as everyone else's i think you got a guy that hasn't played in a year coming off of surgery i mean how great is he really i would you call me crazy. Conforto would probably be the better player, but I would rather take a flyer at Joe on Joey Gallo at this point than Mike Conforto. What about you, Kevin? Cubs get another lefty bat, maybe DH a little outfield. JD Martinez, dude. Just, That's but, a, yeah, yeah. I, That's, I don't I, think it would make much sense with the Cubs either, especially if they're serious about contending. Do you get your Swanson? You get your JD. That's where you're spending all that money. And JD's not going to. I mean, I don't think he's taking any more than six or seven years in his contract at his age. So that's right up the Cubs alley. If the years thing is true. Mitch too. Like you would say this is a Sox fan too. Like, look, let's be honest. Getting to the dance matters most first and then worry about everything else. Once you're in the dance, the Phillies this year, again, once again, prove that it's all about getting there first and then hottest team rolls. And it's about getting there. And the, the central division in both the national league and the American league is always up for grabs. Right now, I don't think, you know, the Brewers are, they added Wilson Contreras' brother, which is going to be a pain in the ass, but I would actually way there for the game when those two play each other and the two of them fight like they were like kids. It'd be cool. But I, I, I think that both both the White Sox and the Cubs have winnable divisions. I think yeah. that the East and the West have gone into this arms race and the Midwest is sitting here going, ah, you're going to get pajamas with bunnies, like a onesie, not the Red Rider BB gum that you really asked for for Christmas. And the Midwest is just wearing that right now to top to bottom, really. Now, the Cardinals win because they got the really strange contract stuff that goes on with having a couple of really good superstars, the player of the year, the MVP, you know, Goldsmith and everything. But I think that the Cubs and the White Sox are getting closer to being on the same level. I know it sounds bad. I'm not saying this is an insult because I know that really associating with the Cubs is bad. But I think that the White Sox and the Cubs are both at kind of a they're, – they're meeting at the same precipice. Now, the Cubs came from below – the White Sox came from above in this like equation, but both teams are at this place where like it's shit or get off the pot for your GMs and your ownership. And I think that this is a weird, this yeah. is a weird like kind of like two trains passing in the night kind of moment, which is again, I know you were like, oh, it's so enjoyable to like watch Cubs fans get upset. Yeah, like I think that this is probably the first time I've seen my timeline pretty void of Cubs fans worrying themselves about White Sox fans. And White Sox fans worrying about Cub fans. Everybody's in misery no, right now. The, everyone's miserable. Yeah. Everyone's miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's usually why where my Cubs hatred used to come from. It's because, like, all these bandwagon Cub fans would jump on, like, the 2016 when they were all good. Like, my grandpa was, like, a lifelong 
Cubs fan. And mm-hmm. I remember he was all excited when they got John Lester. And then he died like right after that. And then the Cubs won the World Series. And then there's all these bandwagon fans that came on. And that pissed me off. So it wasn't even anything against the Cubs. It's more like all these bandwagon fans that like rooted for him from like 2016 from like the wild card or the NLCS or whatever. So like that's that's more of my hatred of that organization came from. But no, I totally agree. Like it's right now everyone's so they're basically like We're all traumatized. Two times in my like history that both teams are around the same like spot because usually either one team's up the other team's down and now they're like you said they're right they're they're pretty switch, switch, switch. can i ask this real quick that personal question Was it 20, did you lose your grandpa 2016 2015 right before well the, actually, the off season after the 2015 yep. the off season heading into 2016 yeah i lost my grandpa during that same off season so there's a, there's a like a that's yeah. a yeah and and he didn't get to see it he was a he was the third generation cup fan so like it was it was, again, yeah, I'm glad he's not here to see this because you know what he'd be doing. He'd be railing, really. He'd be railing about like body language constantly, like constantly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Although, you know where I get that? It comes like it's like a, the fourth generation thing about body language in my family. Like, never give them anything away. But anyway, <clears throat> that's why I always used to like get mad about guys swinging. So, although you're ready to come in with something else, I just I I took it down to. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. I was gonna <clears throat> say. I, I mean, they they didn't get to hear about the legend of Jason Hayward. They missed that out. Uh, at least my grandpa did. You know, I could say this though. My grandpa had autograph stuff. KB KB signed a bunch of stuff. Like he knew about KB all the way from start to finish. Actually, so that was kind of cool. Speaking of Chris Ryan, that sucks. Speaking of Chris Ryan, if the Rockies want to trade a trade a contract, mm-hmm. I mean that deal looks uh, mighty okay now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come on back, boy. He's Major got a note question in the comments. Wave it. Would you, if interested, what would you trade for Ian Happ? Oh. What would you give up? No, no. Yeah, I, guess, no I know he's on the last year of his deal. I mean, that's the problem with the White Sox. Our farm system's so thin as it is. Unless it's like a stud, then I know one's gonna sign there like deep in the long term. Like I don't think I'm giving up any top prospects for a uh, maybe a um for Ian Happ, Cespedes. Maybe I give you Cespedes. Pass. Uh, who yeah. is oh Kevin? I the this has been brought up uh, recently with the crazy shortstop market, uh, and then the Cubs were talking about it uh, back in November. Uh, if you're the Cubs, so think about it right now. If you're the if you're Jed Hoyer, uh, Kevin, hopefully have a little more courage to spend. Um, what I'm, would you? I'm an over I'm an overspender, so this this should go well. <laughs> what would you? Hmm. What do you start to look at for an extension for Nico Horner? Yes, absolutely. I so see this market so helping. What What do you think a fair number would be for him right now? So again, as much as I love Nico Horner too. So here's here's me trying to. People say that I go all knee jerk too. I'm going to go logical too. He does have some. Uh, there's a little bit of a health question mark, um, but I think that he's consistent. I think that he's going to be a guy that will a. He's a great teammate. He's a very good person. He's a good human. He's going to stay out of trouble. I think you weigh those into the factor, uh, into the equation, um, and then you look at his defense. Now, defense is something that, other than range, consistent defense, which is balls that should be fielded, which I appreciate more than the fucking cool-ass plays. Can you make the routine? The routine from Nico will continue probably till he's like fucking, like he could probably field the ground ball till he's 60 routinely, consistently. So that that adds value. Um, I don't think he's going to be a guy that I, I feel like, again, the reason I love Nico is he's the kind of guy that I like. He's a guy that's going to hit a double. He's going to get something started. 
He's a troublemaker. He's a pest. Um, he's not going to be the game. He's not the guy that he's not your, your focal point of your offense. He is your, your fucking spark plug. And I like him in the two hole. And I think that where he fits and where he slots, I think that he could play that spot. And I think as he ages, I think that his defense will not lag. He'll continue to play great defense. He might lose a little offensively and you can continue to throw him down in that bottom third of the lineup. And I think because of the person that he is and the quality human, he's going to take it and do it. And he loves it. Like he's going to be a guy. He's a guy that's going to be like a future manager one day. Like that's the kind of person that Nico Horner is. He's a smart, intelligent grown up um, in, a, in a game that, you know what, let's be honest. Some of these guys are gifted and talented and they're a bunch of like child children, like they're babies. So like, He's a he's a thinker, and so I think he has. Again, that's why I like Correa is the same way. Like thinkers have longevity in the game of baseball. Guys that just rely on pure talent eventually lose that talent, and then they don't know what to do with themselves. These guys use a decade of being talented, and then figure out how to survive beyond the talent as grinders. And you know, Nico's that kind of guy. So I think that I'd give him. You know, I if you're like what you're saying, like how many years? Like what would be like? Give me a, a year because I think that his value probably is. I'd I'd say it like especially in the next like three years, I'd say his value is sitting somewhere between like fourteen to seventeen, eighteen million. And then I think that as he be you know a little bit age, I think he drops down to like twelve or thirteen. But then the market could change, and a, a stable player could be getting like twenty million dollars a year soon, like a defensive replacement might be a $10 million contract in five years. So so, so what would you offer him? With an extension right now? I think right now? He's 25. He's under team control for three more years, I think. So what, what are you offering an extension-wise? I would right take, now? I would ask him for his, like I would say, these are the years we want to lock you up. What do you want? I would take what he wants and I would add 10% and then I would do it. Done. Like that's actually how I feel about where the market is. You take what they want, add 10%. It's not going to age well. Trust me. If they ask for 50%, then they have a sharp manager. But if you take 10%, it's going to it's it's going to be a value deal in five years, regardless. Like I just I feel like he's going to age well as a player. Come on, not, Kevin. Give me a number. Give me a number here. What I don't do you know? I, what I, do you I, mean, I don't know. Like, what do you think that he's worth now? I mean, if, if Dansby Swanson no 20, what what is Dansby Swanson's quote unquote worth? Swanson, well, I think he's projected. He's projected at like, uh, what, three AV. and a half, four next year. AV. So I think Fangraphs has each war. This is their old scale, though. Each one war was equal to eight million, but that's like from like 2014. Like, as you said, the markets change. Right. But you're so, paying so. more. So he's worth, I mean, I think he, mm-hmm. compared to the numbers that we're seeing this offseason, I, I think he's going to be getting, I think Dancy Swanson is going to get that, what, like eight for 200 million. So that means how many a like so that, that's what twenty five. Oh think? my god! If, so if he's getting twenty five, then yeah, Nico's going to get eight. If you offer Nico eighteen a year for like a six or a seven, and you can lock him up, take it. That 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 whatever, whatever. I would do that. I would do that. I would I would pay him an AAV of like eighteen million over six years, knowing that a that stress is off his back and he doesn't have to play these stupid freaking games that he's about to enter into the no man's land, by the way, because he's getting into those years now where he's actually like arbitration eligible and the, you know, the service time games are times times up. And so, yeah, no, I think I would offer him like, like a 16 to $18 million a year AAV for like six to eight years. Let him take it. And if he was smart, he would take it too. And you have a relationship that says I'm here with the Cubs. And this is the moment that I choose to be a cub. And be a Cubs instructor once my body starts giving away. 
that's the thing is you some of these guys you sign with are special. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. But he's consistent. Like he, but you want these kind of guys in your franchise. You want these guys going up and down eventually when they're older and they're done. Like I, I would who would not want Ryan Sandberg going up and down teaching defensive second baseman how to field a ground ball properly? Like, I'm sorry. Like I would take that. If that was part of the I heard some horror stories when he was the manager of the uh, Peoria Chiefs when I was down. I heard great stuff. Like actually from Well, let's hear stories. What what did you hear, Mitch? Yeah, what did you hear? I know he's a dick to people. He's a dick to people. Covering him did not like him very much. Apparently he was he was not the nicest guy to the media down there. My God. Uh, See, that's weird because in 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 uh, Santa Fe uh or whatever it is he was like adored because that was the thing he would like just randomly invite people in the dugout like and you know what he's probably not nice to the media so yeah i could actually i actually get that because they also didn't tell him that his wife was banging Raphael. and then mitch we saw we've seen the the not only big uh, free agent contracts for play for position players starting pitchers doesn't matter how old you are if you're good you're gonna get paid Dilistis, yeah. i think it matters how old you are well, not, not to some of these teams. Well, that's what the Mets. Well, if I, if general manager Mitch is running things, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, well, long like you're, you're paying guys for future, for future performance. Like you're not paying guys for what they did. I don't give a shit that he's been good for the last like five years. All right, what well, are you gonna well, do for me? That's what I'm paying him for. Well, this is gonna be a good question then. The White Sox. We have Dylan Cease, who keeps ascending into stardom. What is it? What is her free agent deal? Because he's going to get to free agency. Yeah. What is Dylan C's going to sign in? What is it, like two years? Two years from now? No, he's done 2026, I think, is his list. So he's got three because he's got two okay. years, a year of arbitration, which the, the, the all right. All right. You guys have some time. Yeah, I was looking at that too because that was the other thing I was concerned about with like the White Sox because it's like it's kind of like having a quarterback on a rookie deal, especially with the White Sox. He signed like all these guys. Relatively cheap deals that they pan out as stars, the Eloy and Robert and Moncada. Obviously, some of them haven't been as good as they want, but you got all these guys on relatively cheap contracts. Like now is the time to go get a big free agent. Because once Tim Anderson's contract expires, we've seen the shortstop market right now. Like they're not gonna be able to resign him. You're gonna have to go over a hundred million to get Tim Anderson back. And until I see the White Sox do that, I have no reason to believe they're bringing him back. Dylan Cease, I know, is gonna be as good as gone when he hits free agency. Scott Boris client. And if he keeps improving with the trajectory he's going, he's going to be gone too. So this is why it's so disheartening for the White Sox. And I know they're top 10 in payroll, but like for these teams, like we've been saying, you said it too, like you got to give them the years and you're going to have to go over a hundred million if you want to get a stud. And that's what you got to do to push your team over the top, especially what they did last year. Now's the time. If you're going to spend money on a free agent, especially for the White Sox, you say they're trying to contend. Now would have been the time, but to a long winded way of answering your question, like that he's, he, I would think he gets a decent amount. If he's going, I, I would think it'd be close to like a DeGrom deal if he keeps pitching the way he does once he hits free agency. Probably maybe even more. Who knows? That was a good answer. I'm, I'm going to say this. That was a good answer, dude. Kevin, how much for Dylan Cease in 2026? How much, how much should Jed Hoyer offer if he's still around? He's not going to be around. <laughs> Who's going to be agent? around? Yeah, when Dylan Cease hits the free agency, how much? How much? Give him the house, dude. Give him the house. <laughs> he was supposed to be a Cub... I might give him. He might be the first. I would be. I would get drunk on a Thursday and then like, you know, first billion dollar eating, eating fajitas and drinking like happy hour margaritas. I'm like, give him a billion. That's me if I was Jed. So, um, yeah, no, that for the the White Sox. If the White Sox let Dylan Cease go anywhere, White Sox fans should legitimately burn down something. 
Um, maybe just, I mean, it's probably well, something's going to be on fire. Not, I don't think that's going to be up to the White Sox. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, they're going to have to pick and choose who they want to resign too. You can't let him go. Like he's, he's, yeah, oh, no, he's, they already caught lot. You don't let lightning in a bottle go. And he was already lightning in a bottle. No, no. You give him what he wants now. If they're smart, they're going to lock him up now. Like that would be the Rick Hahn could probably earn a ton of respect from White Sox fans if he locked up. Well, Dylan if there's something he's good now. at doing, it's the contract extensions. I mean, Scott Boris did say earlier this offseason that they would be open to an extension. He said yep. everything's on the table. So if they offer us a good enough extension, sure, why not? All yep. right. Well, it's just, Follow it's got to, you just got to, you got to go for it. You got, again, you can't steal second with your foot on first. Follow up then. How much are you offering a, for a, an extension for Dylan Cease right now? Oof. Good stuff. Good stuff. That is a good question. That's tough. Uh, rough questions, Aldo. This is this is like it's gonna be Jews. like right now. Dylan Cease is all time like peak value. He's still young. He just came runner up in the Cy Young. Uh, he keeps getting better. The market is exploding. Like he's an extension would be, as we like to say, well north of a hundred million dollars. Oh God, dang it, Aldo! Why do you have? He's two hundred one million. Can you just say something other than well north of two hundred million? Can you say I well north of two hundred million? I would say maybe. Well, I said one hundred million. Deep. I was gonna say like. Oh, I said well north. Said well north. I'm triggered. <laughs> what did De, What did Degrom get? I was gonna say Degrom got five for one eighty five. Okay, I was about to say for C's like five for like one ten. That's but not even gonna get. Like probably, number two now. Well, I mean, the difference he's had one all star caliber season. Like Lucas Giolito had an all star year too, and then he came back down to earth. So, um, that's true, that's I think true. you're paying the guy for a few, like he's had one good year, you're getting an extra five years under him, and 110 million is not like chump change. So, I think that's pretty fair considering his track record. He's only had the one good, he doesn't have a Jacob DeGrom, he hasn't, like, you know, he doesn't have the same track that's record. That is true. Oh, I don't think they'll do it just because they have another three years and they don't have to pay them. So I think they're just going to ride it out with it is. And then once it all falls apart, then there is another topic I wanted to get to besides their free agency. But before that, I was going to ask, uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, for another like extension thing was uh, Ian Happ. Like we said, he has one year left. What do you think, Kevin? Do you try to do something? What is, what okay. do you think would be a good number for him? Okay. Well, if you want him back. Um, here's me. Do you want my mindset or do you want me to tell you what I think that Jed's mindset is? Which Give me is, both. Give me both. What would you do and what do you think the Cubs are going to do? I would surround these guys with talent, for God's sakes. I would I would not bank on prospects. I would bank on sure things. I would trade prospects for guys that have proved it. Uh, but, but if I'm Jed, I'm going to sit here and sell this shit all day long. I'm going to stall. And then at the trade deadline, I'm going to trade for more prospects that are closer so you can see like the quality of prospects that the Cubs trade for at the trade deadline in 2023, you're going to see these players that are like triple a quality, like the ones that are almost there. And then you trade Stroman, you trade Hap, um, you trade all these guys. If I'm Jed Hoyer, you're going to trade anybody that has a contract that's going to expire in 2023 or 2024. And then you finally stand in front of a microphone and say, I apologize for calling this a retool. This was a rebuild all along, but guys, next year, this team's going to fucking kick ass. That's what I do, but 
That's... I'm biased because I like Ian Happ. Good dude. My sports. This, I was working for a sports marketing agency, and one of their clients is First Tee. It's like Charity Chicago. They have like youth golf like clinics and whatever. And Ian Happ, people that donated a bunch of money to it, he was like helping them do a break ground over the off season. He does a bunch of work over there. He, I mean, he's a good dude. So I would pay him. Can I say this? The Cubs, other like I, I, I will not attest to, to Javi just because again, I don't know what he does with his friends. So I would just go with how he was with the people that I know. But guys like Rizzo, KB, Schwarber, these guys all did the same thing too. They were so that's 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 the that's the hard part is that Ian Happ is a good dude. He's a great dude. He's a fantastic person, human. And these guys have to linger out there and, and deal with all this bullshit. Like because Ian Happ's now is gonna go through he got a taste of it this year, but now he's about to go through trade deadline extension hell in 2023 he's the guy that's going to be the new wilson Contreras, where he's going to get like 75 fucking hugs and he's not going to know if he's going to supposed to piss or shit because he might be traded and he might not who knows because the cubs aren't going to extend him so well i think the first couple months yeah i mean that that's true i think the first couple months will be telling too to see how well he because he like last year was his best that was his career but to, to to force him to say hey you're playing for something but you're not playing for an actual win you're playing for um value because if the cubs don't no, intend to win no. what the fuck? you're playing the game because you love the game and a i respect that forever because the game you play the game period that's it you play baseball hard there's no other there's no other level even if you're on the worst team in baseball you play the fucking game every day because you're god dang blessed to play the game every day it's the best thing in the world there's nothing else that compares to playing the game of baseball but it's unfair to these guys to expect them to play with the passion that it's like, again, it's, it's, it's like asking an artist to paint a bunch of duplicates of their, their artwork. Like it's, it eventually it's going to lose the luster and these guys don't deserve that guy like Ian Happ deserves to play hard baseball as a contender. Well, if you were going to extend him, like say they think he's a part of their contention plans Mm -hmm. I think they would extend him during the off season because otherwise sure. say he comes out there and they're like, you know, they're underperforming, but he's off to a hot start. They're not going to do the same thing with Wilson Contreras again. I think they would try and trade him while his value's high. They're not going to Yeah. If he's. Although clip this, if the Cubs care about Ian Happ and his mental health, they will extend him before the 2023 season starts so that he doesn't have to deal with trade rumors for half of his season when he's supposed to also be helping the team win ball games. They're not going to do that though. I know. <laughs> Does that sound like weird logic? And that's not going to be well, what happens. Sense. But like, that's why I think we're if they, if they feel part of an all-star, then they're that they would extend him during the offseason. I know. And we're going to expect him to be an all-star with raising a family and young family. He's a young dude who just has a baby family. God, these fuck—they're not placeholders. They're not PlayStation game pieces. They're human beings, and people—you uh, need to make them comfortable. You want the best. Like Stanford did a study, a long, like what, a 2015, that said about routine and comfort, and their athletes performed at a higher level when they a were getting nine hours sleep, which is a thing. Um, they were also turning off their portable devices by 9 p.m. and reading analog like literature, like whether it was from a magazine or a book, didn't matter. They turned off their phones. And the last thing was comfort. They didn't have to worry about their position 
or their status within the program. That was the number one high production value part of that study where people are like, well, so you're saying that if you're comfortable, you play better. You want Ian have to be his best self, make him comfortable, lock him up. Don't let him deal with this bullshit. Let him be himself and know that he doesn't have to play under an umbrella of trade. That's it. That's why the no trade clause. That, that's it. I think Stan did a prison experiment too. Yeah, that's, uh, I was actually. That, oh my god! How was the movie, Kevin? Did I you watch Sundance? Sundance? I saw the Sundance premiere of that. I was at Sundance okay, premiere okay. for that. There you go. Amazing! It was a great flick, by the way. And that was a fucked up experiment too, by the way. Like, yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah, I didn't report on this. That. This was based on a survey. They they gave their athletes and they said, "Here is your regiment. Please follow this." And then they gave half the kids, I think, do what the fuck you want. Hey, go hit that kegger. And then and the so, other half they gave Jed Hoyer, yeah. their manager. And they're like, this beer is a, this is a, a placebo beer. This is uh, um, it's just a, 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 a no duels. But no. How old is Ian Happ? I think Ian Happ is only like 27. Like, yeah, so 27, I think. Ian Happ, I think. Like just make a, him happy. Like let him, let him just. Five. $90 million? Is that too much? And he's a brand. Like, God. He has an Instagram brand. He's got a coffee brand. He's got like, let the dude just stick. Again, the Cubs he's fucked up too. They lost money on Red Bull. Do you, think, do you think Red Bull wants to deal with the Cubs now that they like fucked over? They're like one of the Red Bull's best like spokespeople. No, like you're losing brand placement, which actually decreases your fucking ability to take in income, which then you can't sign players because you're pushing people away. How about you just don't be a dick? Is that better? No? No. Uh, one last thing before we get to the NASCAR minute. Oh, yeah. uh, Mitch, how worried are you that Lance Lynn is going to get injured? Or his is his participation <laughs> in the I, old uh, baseball classic is going to lead to injury? I am so worried. Now, call me unpatriotic. I don't care. I don't give a shit about the World Baseball Classic. Like, sure, I'm rooting for the U.S. I'm going to watch it. If they lose, I don't give a fuck. Lance Lynn pitching in that, I am so worried about that. This man's supposed to be a workhorse. He's coming off a year that he struggled because he had knee surgery the year before. I want him healthy and rested. And we already have enough guys that are injury prone. Clevenger doesn't throw a whole lot of innings historically. Kopech's going to get hurt probably by April. We need Lynn to be a workhorse. I can't have him wasting innings out there getting lit up by the Dominican Republic. Like that, <laughs> I was not excited about that news. Like Eloy, he needs the at-bats. He's probably not going to play that much anyway. Fine. <laughs> Robert, same oh. thing. You know, you're going to be out there. You know, I, good practice. Lance, I, I, we, we need the arm. I'm hoping of all these eating a lot of innings because I don't <laughs> want to see Lynn on, on the mound all that much. Last White Sox pitcher that was there, Nate Jones. You know what happened? Midway through the year, arm problems. I'm not saying yeah. it's correlated. Quintana. Quintana. Oh yeah, Quintana. Like, there too. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what the Cubs traded for was the guy in the World Baseball Classic. But you're right. And do you want that? Oh, you just do you want him really? Do you really want him going out there? Like do you? No. Do you really? I'll be. It'll be. It's like the same thing with the All Star Game. Like when they're okay, he's like one of our guys. Pins and, and needles. You want him to do well, but like. It's pins and needles. Like, God, please yeah. stay healthy. Please, please stay healthy. Like, every pitch, like, ah, okay. I hope they show him in the first inning so they can get him out of there quick. We don't <laughs> score, score 12 <laughs> runs. Just fucking bring bring on the uh, Johnny Hole staff. Let's go. Batter's yeah. a lot of contact. I think, of it's different for pitchers, too, right? Because the <laughs> offensive guys that, you know, you're not going to, you're, you're less likely to get hurt as a 
as a position player than a pitcher because you're not going to hurt your rotator cuff. Right. If you strain your ankle, it's because you're a terrible base runner, let's be honest. So that's – Now, they do have the inning, or is it a pitch limit? I know because Quintana yeah. had a perfect game. And a then lot he of protection. Pitch limit or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. – it's a good thing. It's it's you're you're more inclined to get hurt as a pitcher, regardless. So like guys that go rake, it's like it's like the all for guys that are hitters. It's like the all star game in the NBA. It's like it's it's a shooter's game, and and so you you want to protect your arms. Like if I have a pitcher that's going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic, I'm more concerned than I am with a guy that's going to go play third or left field or you know unless his name's Eloy, which yeah, I no, am no, concerned no, that Eloy is going to Eloy. play defense in the world baseball classic. I would be concerned about that. Eloy, you're always worried. It doesn't matter if he's playing in Charlotte or for <laughs> the world baseball classic. They're always worried about it's, him. Like that's not going to change. God, DH Robert, him, please. I, he does. The, especially cause like last year, I think he lost a lot of con- cause he admitted he was playing hurt the second half of the year and it affected his swing and affect the way he was swinging. So him not as much as cause he's not as injury prone as his menace is. He's still yeah, like if he's getting a couple at bats, I think that'll be good for him. So mm-hmm. him, I'm Eloy, Eloy though, and Lance, a little more concerned about. And then uh, for the Cubs, I think Say Suzuki is playing for Japan. So there's that. Uh, and like I think, like you said, uh, Kevin, the uh, with pitchers, you're just obviously more worried. And uh, like you said, Mitch, Lynn already had the knee issue last year. His season was weird because he had obviously had the delayed start because of the surgery, and then because of the yeah. delayed like training he was bad like the first month after he came back right it took so. him till he got healthy to figure his stuff out especially for a team that let's be like they're not making any upgrades this offseason they're still in their quote-unquote contention window they are banking on the fact that guys are going to stay healthy this year like that's like yeah you know a healthy robert and a healthy Jimenez. that basically is an addition to the lineup so <laughs> I, you're holding your breath to it. I will say this, though, for the World Baseball, it is fun to watch. I do remember watching that like four years ago, and it is electric. It is fun baseball to watch all those. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little I'm going to be a little concerned this year. <laughs> Rightfully so. All right. Now for everyone's favorite segment, or I think oh, our long shit, the most recurring segment on the show, because that's how organized we are. Ever since Mitch- Nuke's teabag segment that we stopped because <laughs> it was uh, it was getting X'd out, but that's why he's not here today. Everyone get ready for the NASCAR minute. All right. For this week's NASCAR Minute, no huge news. I mean, Kyle Busch got Cheddar's uh, as a, a sponsor. Hell yeah. yeah Cheddar's like yeah. the but not a whole lot of NASCAR news to get excited about. So we had another mini competition, somewhat baseball related this week. Now I'm not going to lie. This one was contingent because it was a team Cubs versus team Sox for said segment. So we can either push it off till next week. Or if one of you wants to take the Sox side, you can't. I've been told to stay out of white Sox business, but I'm going to take this now. Let's go. There you go. There you go. Okay. So as you know, in NASCAR, it's very contingent on numbers. Hence why it's same like baseball. You got retired numbers. I got my Mark Burley 56 shirt. Uh, we'll go a little trivia for you first. Uh, although, can you name all the Cubs retired numbers? You don't have to include Jackie Robinson, but if you want to, you can. Oh, shit. So you got 31, uh, 10, uh, 26. Oh, Samberg. Shit, why can't they remember Samberg? 23. What the hell? 
23. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Ernie Banks, 14. Yep. Uh, it's tricky. Is there another one? Oh, shit. It's the old... Oh, man. I know Maddox... Another, is it's it's another 31. Yeah, well, Maddox and, and uh, Fergus and Jenkins, they're yeah, both 31. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... anybody else? Those are the only ones I can think of. Surprisingly, not as many as I thought. Yeah, Ron Santo, number 10. Uh, Ernie Banks, 14. Ryan Sandberg, 23. Billy Williams, 26. Oh, did you get Billy? You said Billy Williams. Yeah, 26. 26. Uh, 31, Greg Maddox. 31, Fergie Jenkins. And then 42, Jackie Robinson. Fed's a little tougher for you. I know you're not a Sox guy, but do you, <laughs> can you name any of the Sox retired numbers? Let's see off the top well, of your head. First off, I'll go with Carlton Fisk is just because he's it's a guarantee yep, yep. Uh, from the, he was, he Seven. was the inspiration for the major league character of uh, my brother know. was a catcher in high school. Um, and that's why he picked his number was because Carlton okay. 72. Well, very my, catch, my catcher stash in college, big dude also weighed about two fifty. Seventy-two Every time pudge, he, he wanted to be called pudge, but he was called stash instead. And he was, yeah. Now, Mark Burley was 56, so I'll take that. That's easy. Yeah, that was an easy one. Frank Thomas is 35. That's easy. Yeah. Yep. 35 Joe. That's the same kind of number that uh, if you've seen uh, Cool Hand Luke, you know what that I'm, I'm talking about here. Nellie Fox was two. Harold Baines was yep. three. I know yep. that. Yeah. Um, Konerko was 14. Yep. Now I get a little bit deeper, but I am a number niner, and I grew up in Chicago knowing enough that that nine was a special number, so that's Minnie Minoso. Correct. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty much stuck there though. I got nothing right. else. Number uh, four, Luke uh, Appling was uh, he, his number was retired, and then Ted Lyons and Billy Pierce, sixteen and nineteen, were the other two. So as like with retired numbers, you know NASCAR, the numbers are always big. Uh, y- they got those famous numbers, like the number three car legacy number. Uh, just certain the number two car for Penske. Same thing. So we're gonna go through. It's gonna be a best of seven series. I was gonna have the White Sox versus Cubs. You can pick a retired number for each one, each matchup. We'll alternate turns, and I will name the driver who had the most success in that car and how many wins that car's had in NASCAR history. Whichever one's higher, you win the round. Best of seven series. Um, we'll go. We'll go. The Cubs. All right, forty-two. You can't use for the White Sox. The Cubs. You're allowed to use forty-two since you have less numbers to choose from. Like I said, best of seven series. Good luck. Uh, to both of you, uh, we'll go, uh, Fids, I'll let you choose your number first, uh, although you can match them based off that, and then, then we'll sweat. Well, actually, we'll go like a baseball series. You'll get two where you pick first, although you get uh, three where you pick first, and we'll, we'll go back. Right, right. uh, so, so who would you like? Which number would you like first? If you need me to repeat them, it's 2, 3, 4, 9, 11, 14, 16, 19, 35, 56, and 72 for the White Sox. 9, 19, you, oh, yeah, you check one first. He'll met. Yeah, well, we'll you can oh, go. Nine, nine, nine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just, I was. Yeah, game. Was, yeah, yeah. So you, want, you want nine first? Yeah, you're, you're seeing this. Uh, you're going number nine. Uh, Aldo, what are you taking? All right, dude. Let's go. Let's go 31. 31. Maddox, All right. Maddox number there. Oh, so, uh, yeah. 19. The most famous driver or the, the most successful driver, I guess. To, uh, nine, 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 nine. Oh, nine. Excuse me. Nine. 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 Yep. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. So, uh, number nine, Bill Elliott. The most uh, famous driver, I guess, he, he had the most starts in that car and has had 68 wins. Oh, and shit. then, although you went with 31, correct? Or you, you went with, uh, what'd you go with? 31, yep. 31. Uh, you have Jeff Burton. Oh, NBC. Uh, the car's only had eight wins, though. Oh, uh, not really, yeah. The 31 car is struggling. So, uh, Fids, you take game it's one. You also get, uh, you get first, you get the first choice here. 
uh, for, I guess, matchup number two of the series. What number? By the way, for everyone watching and listening, the amount of uh, effort and time to come up with uh, these NASCAR minutes from Mitch huh. the past like three weeks yeah. has been the most preparation that oh. uh, the rest of us have done in like the past four years. There you we're, go. Just to get, we're just trying to get to the microphone on time, like most of the time. Like we're just like, uh, are you going to be there at five fifty-five or six eight fifty-five, whatever? It's off season. We got to kill some time for the next. Shout out, Mitch. The best part about the off season here is that this is a great. This is Mitch. You've done. All right, so so now I gotta choose. Yep, you cannot take number nine. Bill so I'll take nineteen. Since take I, 19. I, I, nineteen. Yeah, that'll, that'll that'll fill out the because re- I didn't say anything yeah. after nineteen, right? I'm gonna Correct. pause. Aldo, right. you got me. I'll go with. Let's do forty-two. Let's do forty-two. Ooh, All right, taking the forty-two. Uh, number whoa. two. Um, Fids, you got uh, Martin Truex Jr., uh, most successful driver in the 19 car. He's still driving the 19 car for Joe Gibbs winning racing. That has 20 wins. Uh, oh. 42 car, Lee Petty, the grandfather, oh. the great Kyle Petty, the king. That car has had 75 wins. Oh. It hasn't had a whole lot of success oh. as of late, but although we'll take oh, number nice. two, we are tied at oh, one. Get the square, Heron. Um, so although oh, you, you got shift your hole, you get the you get the first uh, you get the first pick here. Let's go with twenty six. Twenty six. All right. All right. Uh, What's left? What do we got left? Uh, you got two, three, four, eleven, fourteen, sixteen, thirty five, fifty six, and seventy two. You have the advantage because you got a lot more numbers to choose from. Although it's an uphill, it's not a climb. Again, my my love for uh, the number thirty five, which is Cool Hand Luke's. All right. Um, badge when he uh, he oh, checks in the thirty five. So let's go with number thirty-five. We'll just we'll do that because I have no idea where this is going. So unfortunately, Fitz, what we have here is a failure God. to communicate. It did not work out for you, Frank Thomas. Thirty-five car. There's not a thirty-five car anymore. Uh, most starts with that was Benny Parsons, but there has not been a win in the Cup Series. Thirty-five, zero wins for that one. For Aldo and, here, uh, you had Billy Williams uh, with his twenty-six. Uh, so twenty-six car. Most starts for the 26 was Junior Johnson. There's also not really a 26 anymore. Daniel oh. Kiviat drove it a couple times, but it's had 22 wins in Cup Series nice. history. So, nice. although you get the victory there, two to one, you, uh, your choice here uh, with the chance to go up three to one. Let's go with. Let's go oh, Ernie I Banks. we're going 14. by wins. 14. All right. Ernie, oh, Banks. Ernie Banks. All right, Kev. So, what's left? You got two, three, four, 11. 14, 16, 19, 56, 72. Or you said you don't have 19 anymore. You right, just right, right. But I'm, Nick, 72 would be so appealing, but <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with do 14. Uh, I'm going to go with three. Three? That's a good choice. Oh, oh damn good it. Choice. That's not fair. Yeah, that was very unfair. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, like trying, uh, I'm trying to even think of like numbers that I remember from guys. It's a like, shame too, although you had a good one there. So 14 car, most successful driver was Tony Stewart, and he got yep. the majority of the wins. That one has 45 wins. Uh, unfortunately for you, he went with number three, the famous number yeah. three, Marcus Stroman. Dale Marcus Earnhardt, Stroman. 101 wins in the number three ah. car, uh, and Ooh. the majority came from him. So you got the victory. Uh, there, two so we are tied at two. Although you get one more, if I guess we're doing a baseball series, it's two, three, two, correct? That's why you don't believe in Marcus. Yeah. So you, you, don't believe in Marcus. you you are choosing uh, first here. So I mean, I guess let's go twenty-three. 
All right, 23. Son of a bitch. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to drop in two because it's right two. below three. All right. Uh, that's another good one for you. The two is a Penske one. That's an unfair one because that's another one that's been around a long time. Rusty Wallace had the most starts ah. in the number two car. Brad Kozlowski famously drove that. 101 wins also Ooh. for the number two. Um, Matt Zawalski. Yeah. You had, although you had the... Uh, the Polish. You had the 23, uh, which is uh, now driven by Bubba Wallace. So he picked up another win uh, last year, I guess, at Talladega. But unfortunately, Frank Mundy, he has the most uh, starts that one. Uh, it's only had four wins. Ooh. So up three to two. Chance to close it out. Close it out uh, you can first pick here. So what do we got numbers left now? You got 72, 56, uh, 16, 14, 11. Uh, Alder took 14, right? Yes, both have 14. So I guess that's kind of, yeah. So don't, we, we won't use 14 because it'd be the same same answer. Uh, so you got, yeah, you got four, uh, four um, 11, uh, 16, uh 56 and 72. All right, so I'm traumatized. So I'm going to go with the number that actually scarred me the most so I can lose this and be scarred again. I'll go with number four, which is number all-time leading quarterback in interceptions. There you go. All-time leading nightmare-inducing son of a bitch with the open fly jeans. So. Am I right. number? I think you're on your oh, list. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, you still got one more. You still got another one you can choose. Take Favre's number, so I'm, I'm screwed. Thirty-one. Uh, can I pick thirty-one? <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did go thirty-one. I guess you technically could go. You could go thirty-one again if you want. Wait, can you double back again? I'll just take three all the time. Well, the Cubs do have two players yeah, with the retired number thirty. You'd only have one more to go if it was a game set. Let's do thirty-one. Thirty-one. All right. So Fergie, we'll go thirty. Jenkins, Fergie, one thirty-one. Uh, as a reminder, that was Jeff Burton with the eight wins. So if you remember, it was eight wins. Probably oh, wouldn't lose that one. Uh, and Kev, you're going to win. Uh, you had Kevin Harvick. He has the most starts in the number four, and that car has had 82 wins. So you are the winner. Um, congratulations on winning the White Sox Club's retired number car crossover. That All is right. the NASCAR minute. It was good. That was good. Good job. Drop good it, job, drop Kevin. It Export. Let's go export it out. few numbers the cubs have had retired because like the white Sox retire a bunch of them the cubs it shocked me that it was that small of a list a quick uh, quick uh, jersey number question before we uh, sign out here mitch do you like the high numbers on the white Sox? like when a braze 79 yeah so at first i hated it especially like the 84 with dylan sees yeah. but like with Braves explanation like i kind of like it now i dig because his was like no one else is gonna wear 79 it's gonna be unique and Dylan Ceases, I think, was some yoga thing, too. So, like, at first it was unusual. Now I'm used to seeing it. I kind of like it because no one else wears it. Now you think 84, that's Dylan Cease. 79, there's no other 79 but Jose Bray. You know, you can have, like, the same number and you think multiple different drivers. All right. Are, what do you think, Aldo? Like, you asked that question. Like, I, I, I don't give a shit. You wanna, my favorite player is the guy that wears 69. Like, who's going to ball up and actually wear 69? And just wear it. Like that's the best player I want. I want that guy on my team. 
Sorry. Baseball. I think out of like the most like baseball numbers, there's. Nice. Yeah. I, I guess you have to have someone on your team to get yeah. used to it, but if you're not looking at it every day, it looks so weird. It is weird. Yeah. Even like Robert with the 88. Yeah. Unless you're a pitcher. Like a pitcher, yeah. you go, you get full back. If they're digging properly, you're getting full back. You get a nice 69. Like a pitcher should wear 60. Like if you're major league pitcher. And like obviously this is, a, this is a huge bias thing, but like Anthony Rizzo going from 44 to 48 with the Yankees, that just looks weird. Like four, four plus four equals eight, 48. Like, 48 that's, looks weird. It is, yeah, it is a little strange. Being clever, but it wasn't clever. It's, it's slim pickings over there in New York. But the, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, the Yankees have like everyone's number. It's Everything's like, retired. Yeah, like, yeah. like, uh, sir, you'll have to take 104. Um, <laughs> yes, you got. can you get some bigger shoulders to fit this? They might have to start on retiring. <laughs> Yeah, the fuck like that garden. They need to like expand out the garden too. Like there's like uh seventy five, and with those Goldilocks balls, hey, everyone's a winner. Let's go, Yankees. Especially, especially your Aaron fucking Judge. Goldilocks balls, you cheaters. Where's Mike Judge and Aaron Arson? Arson brothers. Three where the hell is his asterisk? And where is the champion of purity? Roger Maris's father. Roger Maris Jr. Let's All go. right, let's leave. Uh, let's leave everybody with uh, two predictions. Where does Dansby Swanson sign, and what left fielder do the White Sox sign? For Kevin. your sanity, I will Which say. Are, yeah, for your sanity, I'll say he signs the Cubs. Fuck yes! There and you go, Mitch. Positive vibes. Just have a cousin. They'll probably sign <laughs> him to a minor league deal. No, he doesn't. But his wife plays soccer in Chicago, Mitch. So there's, hey, there's two next round speed. Uh, you know, if she can't hit, she'll fit in with the rest of the team. So we'll, we'll go with her. <laughs> Kevin Swanson, where's he going? Back to Atlanta. All right. Mitch, left fielder. Who you got? I can't go with Victor Reyes' cousin. I'll go. Uh, I really want. I, I don't even know if they, I'll go Joey Gallo. I think Kevin. Joey Gallo. I hope he does. I want Joey Gallo in Chicago. I want you guys to love him. I. He's worth loving, so. Joey Gallo. He's due for a bounce back here, too. Oh, he's a good go dude. He's a good too. dude. I don't know. Guys, he's a great dude. Like he, he's, he's a guy you want to root for. So He's talented. He is uh, really talented. And then Dansby Swanson. Uh, well, let's just continue the misery. Dansby Swanson to the Twins. Oh, I hope he's not uh, a small market pain. Like, oh, God, that hurts worse. Well, that, that, like, was my, that, was my, that was my prediction for him. But you know I that thought, like, I thought the Cubs were going to sign Xander Bogarts. Dudes will say this too. Like that feels like like when someone like flicks you like in you like it barely hits your nut. And you're like, ow! <laughs> it hurts worse. That one hurts worse. The, twins would hurt Cubs, worse. If it turns out that the Cubs literally lost out to the Twins for yeah. Dan Swanson, I I I I think I answered the question on Twitter the other day it's when somebody asked. Somebody asked, like, should Jed Hoyer, like, do you think he's going to get fired? I'm like, no, he, it's, no. he's only been, like, the guy for a couple years. If yep. he loses Dansby Swanson to the Twins because they offered him more money, like, just uh, no. fire him no. now. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the years. It's the years. It's the years. He won't be fired because you know what he's doing? He's following his directive and wearing it like a good boy. So, actually, I would love for him to quit and resign because that would tell actually, me that he's Kevin, done with rickets. What, what, no, well, that story that came out in the athletic on Wednesday, 
he is not happy with the leaks. No, nope. like there is tension. <laughs> there is tension. Absolutely, because it puts the pre- <laughs> what kind of negotiation can you make when the dumbasses in the fucking business department are getting drunk at the fucking random ass bars and like revealing information because they got it through their investment because it affects the bottom line. Hey, I need you to do PR for the blankety blank because we're about to sign blankety blank. It's the worst fucking job ever. Like I I actually tweeted that today. Social media team for Chicago Cubs deserves a hug because they've done I mean, they're going to, of course it's going to be all like, check out this prospect. Look at his fucking TikTok. But that's going to be like for the next two months. But they've been trying to like feed everybody like shit and turd and then say, look at this caviar we gave you. Like it, it, they, they have the worst job, but it's, it's, it's bad. Like they're just. It's, Is caviar really that good? I'd rather eat a chicken salty. egg than a fish egg. It's salty. It's just salty. It's, it's like pop, 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 pop. Like I. It's, the amount of money you got to spend on. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. For everyone still with us, thank you very much. Hope you guys had a good time with us. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like this video, share it with your friends. Uh, We're also on every podcast app out there. For Kevin, for Mitch, for Zoe, who had to leave a couple about an hour ago. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Have a good night. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the boy. Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game This is what you're waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board, yeah Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game